this week's edition of GameWare Express, where we had to pry ourselves away from the Wii U because we were having too much fun playing Super Mario 3D World to come do this show. But we're here. I'm your host, Adam Arinder, and it is Friday, November 22nd, 2013, the day that Xbox One comes out. Yay? Sure. Day that will live in infamy. That's right. We actually have a really big show planned today, so let's just jump in right to it. Um, for introductions today, since we just got done playing Mario 3D World, I want to know y'all's favorite Mario like spinoff or side game. Uh, you know, not a main story game, but like you know, like a sports game, a cart game. Rachel McCauley. Hi. What is your favorite Mario side game? Well, I've always been a fan of Mario Kart. Um, Mario 64, I'm not very good at, admittedly. But I am very good at the GameCube game. <clears throat> Excuse me. The GameCube game Double Dash. It is my favorite kart racer to this day. It's so fast-paced, and the idea of having, like, two characters, two items at once, like, switching up between the two, and whenever you switch, it gives you, like, different stats. It's a lot of fun. And I may or may not have come in, like, second place in a Game One Monthly, like, a while back. So, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. I nice. mean, Big Vaughn. Whoa! It that was, is an accomplishment. It was actually. a good feeling. Yeah. I didn't even nice. know who these people were at the time. So. <laughs> I feel like a double dash sequel would work really well on Wii U because one player could have like the controller and like the second player mm-hmm. on the car could have the that touch screen really and do cool. some crazy stuff. Rather than in Mario Kart 8, all they showed off at E3 was the touch screen as a horn. Yeah, that was I don't wasted use of a touchpad in my opinion. But you know. I think that the... the Touchpad should be a horn in every game on the Wii U. I mean, that would be a fun default. I'm playing Assassin's Creed. And I could just blow a fucking horn in Assassin's Creed. I'm here. I'm coming to kill you with my horn. They just need to bring back the uh, Mario Golf 64, where you press the C buttons and you make really annoying taunts yeah, at see? your teammates while you're playing. Horn will be appropriate in Mario Kart too. Seven, they have a horn button. It's just more discreet than the entire giant touchpad bigger than my head. I really hope they're going to change something with that. And that was just like, we need something here for the E3 build. So let's. Make it a giant fucking button that's <laughs> a horn. Really yeah, you're, it's gonna ship with a horn, and you're gonna be like, it's still a horn. So I want to know. I mean, doesn't Sonic drives a car? You can play the fifth player on the gamepad. Yeah, but yeah. It, it chugs a little bit. Oh, really? You have five people playing that game, mm-hmm. and the, the frame rate just kind of. I guess having four player split screen, then yeah. sending something to the touch screen too. Or you could just play it on the touch screen. Works fine. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. So, welcome back, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Sorry you didn't make the drive to Yeah, we Monroe missed you last week. I'm <laughs> sorry I couldn't make it to Monroe. <laughs> Pretty amazing up there. Well, let me tell you, it was cold. Yeah. And we went to the Duck Dynasty restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, you say we, but you Oh, yeah, well, you, did. Sure, you didn't go. We y'all were, were didn't go. celebrating our anniversary. It's yeah. true. And so. I went, and I don't watch the show, so I don't really know anything. I don't watch that. television. So Instead, we had fancy steak. We did. We had good steak. Up in Shreveport, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. yeah this is really My good. favorite Mario steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Renee Martin. Hello. She's here. She's back. What's your favorite Mario side game? Uh, well, I would have to say, gotta be, hands down, Super Mario RPG. Okay. Actually, I say hands down, but now that I think about it, I really love Paper Mario series as well. Mm. But... But isn't that, like, technically not really technically, like, a sequel, but not really... You know, Paper Mario? Yeah. It doesn't really take place in the same universe, but yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, they're both like RPG. I guess guess that's more of a true spinoff game rather than like Mario Party, which is kind of like a side game. It's kind of like, I guess Paper Mario is a spinoff of a spinoff. It is. Yeah. Where would you put the the Superstar Saga? 
that would be a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. It's true. Yes. Wow. They're all so different mm-hmm. and great. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're all RPGs. But, I mean, I guess Super Mario RPG is just so amazing. It's one of my favorite games to play on Super Nintendo. I play. I used to play it once a year, actually. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I love that game because I find something new about it every time I play. You know, I've actually never beaten that game. Oh. I've watched a little while and play it, but I... Uh, it, back, you know, whenever they had blockbusters and you'd rent games, you know, we would, <laughs> we would rent games all the time. But, you know, the unfortunate thing about renting an RPG is that you couldn't really finish it within the time that you had to get it and then return it. And the chances of renting that same cartridge with your file on it is so slim. Exactly. So I would rent all these great, great, great RPGs and I'd only get to play a little bit of them. So that's one of the things as I've gotten older, I want to go back and buy all of them again. Like, finally beat all of the RPGs, so I'm like really excited to play Super Mario RPG again and do that. Yeah, I've certainly. Oh, that game. It's a good game. I never played it. I it's don't know. vast. Really? Like, There's a lot of content. Game. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot to do. Does it play similar? I played the Mario and Luigi games on the handhelds. Is it like similar? Because I, I, I think it's closer like to that than Paper Mario yeah. because yeah. you've got the little action button mm-hmm. where you can, if you press the button at the right time. I wish every RPG had that feature. Yeah. Well, Paper Mario has that as well. Oh yeah, one and two, but not the the, le- well, the Super Paper Mario is more like playing a Super Mario game, but right. with. The Paper Mario graphics, which is really weird. I didn't care for that. That was the first one I saw, and then once I some people would tell me how good it, like the well Paper Mario was, I had no idea it was like an RPG game. I thought it was just the the gimmick on the Wii where you're like side scrolling, it turns, and yeah. you're like going forward, yeah. like forward. Yeah. I don't know. No, but certainly Super Mario RPG. That's got to be my favorite Mario spinoff game. Okay. You know, my trick when renting RPGs as a kid was to always hide my save file in the third. Save file. Of course, to do that, I always had to delete someone's third yeah. save file, and then hope that the next week I rent it and get the same cartridge. But of course, when the Sega CD came out, you would just keep your save file on your Sega CD. So yeah. you can't write that to a disc. But there weren't too many good Sega CD games to rent. So. And of course, that soothing voice is Mr. Stephen Martin rounding off the cast this week. I don't like Mario games. No, I'm just kidding. No, of course, I, I think I kind of like the weirdness of Mario Paint. When, um, of course, that's not really a series; it's a one-off. Oh, well, um, it's, a it's a good, yeah, it's a spinoff, so it does fit the definition. But uh, I used to, I had this strategy guide for that. Why, why would you make a strategy guide for an art game? <laughs> this is art how program? you draw. Well. Is, you could copy these pixels and these songs, and but I would hook up my VCR to to my TV with with that game on the Super Nintendo and record. I don't, I don't know where that tape is. It's got to be somewhere at my parents' house. <laughs> you recorded your paintings. I, I recorded, well, yeah. well, no, I recorded my, because you could make animation, you could make <laughs> music. So I recorded all my things that I spent hours making in this, this stupid game and <laughs> put it on, on V. In fact, the strategy guide shows you how to set up a camera or a VCR. VCR. And, That's cute. Yeah. And I still use that strategy guide all the way up until when F-Zero, um, I think F-Zero AX came X? out. X? What, on the well, super, on No, support? the arcade F-Zero. Oh, okay. I think it's AX. Because you could, you could make a, like a stamp and bring it to the arcade. That is cool. And you use the same kind of stamp tile set as Mario Paint. Oh, you know what so. else you used it to was on Animal Crossing on original DS. Yeah, you used, used it on it Animal Crossing. You, can, you did. So the, the little tiles in the Mario Paint strategy guide can actually help you uh, much later in life. That's really great. <laughs> you know, my... 
when Adam asked that question, I uh, I was debating between Double Dash and Mario Paint. And my favorite thing about Mario Paint is actually the Fly Splatter game. Yeah, Fly Splatter game is great. I like the title screen because there's the tons of secrets cool. in the title yeah, screen. Cool. I think we need more title screen sequence uh, secrets. <laughs> and Mario Paint had it in spades, Mario so Paint. a lot of good music. They should make another one. I, I think that on the Wii U, Mario Paint would actually work well to me because you a have a touchpad. Yeah. yeah, but now they've got their artist. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. There's like an artist game. Or not a game, but... Savvy style. style. No, style, style savvy. Is that the that? Yes. No. no, that's the fashion game. Oh. That's the fashion game. <laughs> totally different, guys. Yeah. What's that game's pretty awesome. Game? There's the Art Academy. Art Academy. So that... There's no... Style there's savvy, no whatever. humor to that. Or there's Why don't no, they just yeah. put a Mario skin over that and sell a bunch? That would be sell great, a yeah. million copies. But... but. In, mm. in the Mario Paint Composer, there's a kitty cat noise. Yep. And <laughs> there is. Yeah, a, and there's like, a. I think there's a dog noise. Yeah. And there's, there's a like Game a Yo- Boy sound. A Yoshi noise. Yoshi noise. And you make songs out of that. And anyone who's been on the internet uh, ever has probably stumbled upon some modern song remade in Mario Paint's music composer. And you can actually download a, like a free program that someone <laughs> made to, to just do the music portion of Mario Paint on your PC. That's great. So you can make... And it has newer sounds, too. Oh, really? So I don't know what they are, but hmm. you can continue to compose your Mario Paint music on your PC and maybe your Mac. That sounds great. We should all do that. We should make our theme. We should, we have a, we should, <laughs> we should make do. a new theme in that. A Mario so. Paint composer. But uh, Stephen and Renee, thanks for you for uh, joining me this week yet again. Thanks for having us. Uh, my favorite would probably be Mario Tennis on my Game Boy Color. Wow! I played that for Mario. so much, like so much time. It's like has RPG elements in it yeah. while you're playing tennis. That's neat. It's not Mario and Sonic go to the Olympic Games. No. Twenty seventy one in space. <laughs> as fun as those games are, they're not. But I played a lot of Mario Tennis on my Game Boy, and I was so excited when. It was when it came out on 3DS. Whoops. And I played it for like an hour. Oh, I was like, this yeah. game sucks. This yeah, game they took terrible. out all your favorite parts. Right. You don't like the one on the Virtual Boy either? You know, that I, I've still <laughs> yet to put my face inside of a Virtual you Boy. come over you to should, our house. You yeah, should put your face yeah. inside of a Virtual Boy for at least... At least 60 seconds. I'm already blind enough as it is. I don't <laughs> know if I need my eyes bleeding. It's not the, it'll just give you really terrible headaches. Yeah. So. I like to lie in a field and, and put it on my... <laughs> Like just rest it on my like... face. That way, I, I haven't. I don't have a strap system hooked up yet, where I can literally walk around while wearing it. But I'm working on modifying my Virtual Boy. You know, it is supposed to be a handheld, so I don't understand. You gotta like you lower have to your hold head it in your into this thing in your face. It's like, terrible. That's so. that's why it's a handheld. You hold it with your hands up to your face. But there's also controllers. So you I have a know. friend hold. <laughs> Just shove yeah. it against your head. Multiplayer. Yeah, see, it's, it's, you can play with friends in these ways. But, uh, okay, so last week the PS4 came out, and while we've been playing some of that, first, like I said, we just got done playing some more 3D World, and that game, we only played it for like maybe an hour, we got through the first world, but I don't know what y'all thought, but I thought it was really fun. It was so cute! Mm. So, it's, it's made by a team who did the Galaxy games on the Wii. And Mario 3D Land on the 3DS, which is probably still the best. I don't know. A lot of people like Animal Crossing, but to me, Mario 3D Land is probably still the best game on the 3DS right now. It's it's the one that utilizes the 3D the most. Because right. like Animal Crossing is a good game on the 3DS, but like Super Mario 3D World as of now is like the best one that I've seen that like fully utilizes the 3D and it works well. 
And a lot of people like Fire Emblem and stuff. Well, like yeah, and I mean, games. obviously, like, you know, everyone likes Pokemon and stuff, too. But in terms of just, like, you know, how it utilizes the hardware, mm-hmm. I think 3D Land does it the best. Right. But, so in this game, Peach is a playable character again since, what, like, Mario 2? Yeah, finally. Mm-hmm. So, Mario each it's Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Blue Toad. And each yep. character has their own kind of unique play style. Mario controls, I guess, normally, like Mario does. Luigi has his high jump. Peach can float, and Toad can, like, dash faster. Mm-hmm. And in the first world, at least, the big draw this time is not the clear pipes like they kept bragging about in E3. It's the cat suit power-up, because that's all you see. And the whole time we were playing it, everybody's like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but he, like, paws at things, and he can climb up walls, and he climbs up the flagpole and gets a one-up every time. He can randomly fly as a cat? I don't know why that's a thing. It's like a homing attack. Yeah. Like Sonic. Well, no, like, games. whenever you jump in the air, if you just hold it down, mm-hmm. you, like, fly Uh-oh. in the air. I don't know why that's yeah. a thing, but maybe because cats always it. land on their feet. I don't know. I don't know. I like how it introduced that, like, right at the get-go. Yeah. Like, world one, this is what we got. And it was <laughs> like, fun. The I mean, block right at the top around was like, and, yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah. I don't know why the, like, the symbol for the power-up is a bell. Maybe because cats wear bells around their necks. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's beautiful, too. It's it's one of the best-looking games I've seen on mm-hmm. uh, Wii U or anything, really. I yeah. Mean, it's... I know the Wii U may not be as powerful as uh, all of our Xbox Ones that we own and <laughs> PS4s that we bought last week, but it, it's a gorgeous game. I can't wait to play more. Because yeah. one thing I've heard from, from other people that have played it more or other reviews is that just like in the Galaxy games, this game just constantly introduces new ideas and new themes. So we've only played through that first world and it was a blast and I'm sure the rest of the game is just going to be mm-hmm. as awesome. So Because we... One one of the worlds that was available at E3, we played it, it was okay. It was the surfing on the dino level. And we, we, we played that tonight. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But all the screenshots and stuff I've seen of later game with all the different power-ups looks like things will blow your mind. Yeah. You get a power from Mario doubles, and you control both That's of them. That's cool. And I don't want to know what this is going to be like if we're playing four players yeah. oh, with gosh. like eight or twelve it, different it is, characters. It gets pretty crazy. crazy. With, uh, with four of us running around that screen. And you've got like a 55-inch television. It mm-hmm. seems like we need a bigger TV. It uh, it does that thing like New Super Mario Brothers did where you can like bubble out if you lag too far behind. Or if you're about to like jump off the cliff and die, just turn into a bubble and kind of come and get saved. Yeah. That's good. Which isn't, which isn't a bad thing. But, they should uh, have the, the left bumper be like a whistle and it blows you up so you know where you are. <laughs> like true. in Four Swords. Because I got, I got a little lost sometimes. So it was weird. When you turn into a cat, uh, Peach's cat is pink, and Blue Toad's cat is blue, and Luigi's cat is green, and Mario's cat is yellow. That's weird. That is kind of weird. So when... Because Rachel was playing as Peach, so when Peach was normal, and I was Cat Mario, I just was looking for yellow. But I sometimes see Peach's blonde hair, mm, and I'd start yeah. following those, like, you know, your character around, and then I'd fall off a cliff yeah. and die. <laughs> it doesn't... I, I, I mean, again, we only played that first world, but I liked playing it for player a lot better than I liked playing like the new Super Mario. Yeah, because I didn't have to listen to terrible music. Well, well, uh, it's the worst music. Well, that and I mean just overall like controlling the characters and exploring the space works so much better on a not 2D plane where you're constantly jumping on each other's heads or accidentally picking each other up or purposely picking each other up and throwing you into piranha plane. That's the whole point. Like a Mm -hmm. douche. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Sorry. (laughs) But I'm definitely excited to play more of 
that game. Um, so PS4 came out last week. Yeah, we bought those. We did. We were out of town till like two days ago, so That's we couldn't play a whole lot. But we definitely have been going our PS4. So Steve and I both bought one, and by virtue of that, <laughs> Rachel and Renee have been checking them out too. I guess. Yeah, I own yeah. a PS4. True, why not? <laughs> we all own PS4s. So uh, I don't know where you want to start on that. Well, um, I, I, we could start with just the UI. Well, yeah. the first thing you do when you know you turn it on is you download an update or you log in, and then you just kind of go to that blue screen. Which was surprisingly fast that update, especially compared to like the three hours we watched yeah. our Wii U's update. And, you know, a lot of people complained about the download speeds on the PS3, but it had pretty much everything to do with the wireless technology inside the, the hardware. If you mm-hmm. if you just plugged up a, a LAN cable or Ethernet cable directly to your PS3, the download speeds would be much better. But mm. Uh, so the PS4, better better wireless hardware, and then the network's just, I guess, uh, more mature. Power of the cloud. Oh, sure. Wait, no. Well, <laughs> that's a, I think that's yeah something else. But, right. Um, I, like the, I like the way it looks. I like the UI setup. You know? How do you feel? Okay, so now instead of just your, your gamer tag or PSN ID, whatever it's called, you can link your real name to your account and link your Facebook See, account. See, I did to that. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did that because when I look at my friends list on my 360, and there, you know, there's about 100 people on there. I don't know who any of those people are. It's just, it's just this weird name. X forget Sniper Noob for yeah. But I, and I, I bet most people on uh, PS4 probably won't put their real name or their their Facebook picture and mm-hmm. link yeah. their. First thing I did after I linked to my Facebook profile to my PS4 was to disable notifications, and because yeah. I don't want to spam, you know, my my news feed or whatever, with how many trophies I got or which games I'm playing. Because who cares about any of that stuff? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I like the way it looks. Oh, you, you mean know. you disabled it for Facebook and not for your PS4? So, so in other words, like I thought when you said that, I. Uh, I assume that you meant that you turned off Facebook notifications coming to your PS4. I turned off my PS4 sending notifications to my Facebook. I that see. Way, I mean, that's good too. Yeah. But I, I would be just, you know, like. I don't think that the um, there's there isn't a Facebook application or anything like yeah. that. Oh, okay, good. Not not yet at least. So it's more of you can have your real name out there, and when you earn a trophy and whatever, it'll display oh, yeah. on your Facebook. And it's got my picture, so mm-hmm. if someone adds me, if it's a friend of mine, they'll know oh, that's Steven. Okay, so I'm not wondering oh, who cool. XX Honky XX is. <laughs> you know. How do y'all feel about? Because I know YouTube's making a big push or Google about having real names on the internet. Do you think that's trying to dissuade like internet douchery? If you have your real name out there, you don't have you can't behind the veil of an anonym, anonymity. Yeah. Or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly, due to another hobby of mine, have a lot of people like just, like, I don't know, I guess like Tumblr. I don't want to talk about Tumblr on here, but I will. <laughs> um, just like being anonymous really lets people just like lash out at others. Yeah. And then, especially whenever you see it in my other hobby, there's a lot of, it's a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And so, Thanks whenever you get a lot of girls in one area, especially ones that like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the cattiness. It gets no, a little I, crazy, and the being anonymous, and then also having like a place where you can go to be anonymous, and then like shame other people. Right. It's just. I feel like that's how a lot of like websites like Reddit, for instance, are. And, certainly. And I just don't. I mean, like I've got nothing to hide. So I don't care. 
Because I'm, you know, I don't put anything inappropriate on the internet, and I'm, you know. As you shouldn't. That is the smart it, thing exactly, to do. Exactly. So I, you know, I don't. I personally have no problem with that. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to put like anything too personal on the internet, but that's, you know, I'm not going out bashing people on Xbox <laughs> One playing Call of Duty. So I don't know. Because at first I didn't. Like I didn't put my name. Yeah, I didn't put I, my Facebook. Me too, actually. I, I declined that, and then uh, today I changed it just because I want to check it out but then yeah but then I thought about it because if you don't put your real name you can't see other people's real name if they did that either right but then I was like well A I don't play a whole lot of online multiplayer and B even if I did it's not like I'm a giant kumquat and like have to hide behind my ID I really don't care like great if you could find me on Facebook what do you do it's set to private I'm not going to accept your friend request most likely if you're some 13 year old kid playing Battlefield in New Jersey (laughs) and and your PS4 is linked to your Twitch account which has your real name on it so it would be they're going to find you one way or the other yeah I mean again I don't have a lot of hide and my name's on the internet all over the place from all my articles of the Daily Reveille Attack of the Fanboy posting on the game where like it's it's out there your Twitter Twitter handle is your name exactly so So I don't being when I was in the media I mean now I'm not as much anymore but like I was already having to watch what I put online because you're constantly being, you know, out there. And you see what yeah. stuff with, like, what was that dude's name? Like, Adam Orth or whatever for Microsoft, right. who was spouting off about the Xbox one a few months ago and got fired because he was doing stupid stuff on social media. Yeah, he just media. Said, this, said the truth. Yeah. Right. told people what, what it was going to be, and he got fired. Right. So. I'm, I'm very careful on social media, you know, because of, you know, my job and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Yeah, all the NDAs you signed at all EA. The, all the NDAs yeah. that I signed, you know, for you know the company I work for, it's it's just uh, you know, you just gotta be smart on the internet, kids. Right. But anyway, learning life lessons on Gamer Express. <laughs> tangent, kind of. But now, what you have up to two thousand friends? Yeah, I've got about nineteen hundred so it. far. Oh, so yeah. another hundred to go. Not really. I've got right. like 40. Is PS4, is that where you can follow people or is that the Xbox? Uh, you know, they oh. said you would be able to do that and that's not the case. So right, right now, you have to add someone. They have to okay. add you back. I thought it was going to be you just follow someone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work like Because you can follow someone on the Wii U, actually. Right. Yeah. But more UI stuff. So they have the traditional XMB icons, your settings, your game, your PlayStation Store, whatever. Video services. Video services. But then you scroll down, it's kind of like an offshoot of the Vita, where you have all the games you have installed or loaded that you've played on your PlayStation. It has the music and video unlimited services. My favorite. All my favorite services right. from Sony. But <laughs> if, say, when you were playing Resogun earlier, under if you go, if you highlight the Resogun thing and press down, it's kind of like a social media feed of all your PlayStation friends, where it's whoever played Resogun for the first time, whoever earned... A trophy, whoever got a high score, similar to they have on the Vita. And I love that. Yeah. That's a really cool feature. I have no problem so. seeing that displayed. It just need to go to my Facebook wall. No. Because I, I just don't want to annoy other people mm-hmm. with that. I mean, anytime I see something like that on Facebook from someone else's profile, I just click turn it off. So. Yeah. It's just weird because, like, the blocks are all different sizes and there's no type of. Like, what order is it going? Am I reading left to right? Yeah. Am I reading up to down? It is kind of weird. Maybe they'll figure a way to sort that later. Mm-hmm. So. But so that's all that's there. You can now run games and do other things at the yeah. same time. So Watch you should go be back in, and forth between Netflix. Yeah, and the game. So it, it goes into a standby mode, which is really cool. 
The PlayStation Store is identical to the the way they changed it on PS3 about mm-hmm. a year ago, but now it runs a lot better. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Everything it seems like slight upgrades to the PS3 UI, but it, like it, like you said, it runs so much better, and that's yeah. such a welcome. It doesn't need to be ridiculously fancy. It just needs to be smooth and operational. Just I feel shows, like this is a lot better. It shows me the games and just play the game. I just want to play the game, so mm-hmm. that's why I like it. Just games. Just games. So speaking yeah. of games, what uh. What are you even playing on it? I played Knack because I got a free copy somehow. <laughs> I don't know. It just came in the mail. And then I played some Rezogun, which I love Rezogun. Okay, so let's I like Let's talk about some Rezogun. Let's, let's talk about Rezogun. Rezogun is basically a um, little shooter, sideways, cylindrical universe. Twin stick shooter. Twi- well, yeah. But you, and that, that right stick, you just shoot left or right. So it's not it's like... Not, it's all directions. It's not like a Geometry Wars style game. It's from the people that made Super Stardust HD... Okay. And that was um, that was a great game on PS3 and on the Vita. I love I love that game. So um, so yeah, you're just going around this tube shooting uh, this aliens, trying to save humans. It's basically Defender because mm-hmm. in Defender you do the same thing, but more colors, oh, it's and beautiful. more particle effects. We talked about the voxels before, and they mm-hmm. they explode all over the screen, and it's difficult. So actually, uh, after you left my house earlier today, I bumped the difficulty down to, to, to easy, just to replay the first level to try to save, get one of the trophies or whatever, try to save mm-hmm. all the humans. And I don't, I don't even think I did it, but I, I really enjoy. It's a pretty game. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I played it for like two hours when I was trying out the, the streaming stuff, which we'll get to in a little bit. But after two hours of that game going in a circle, watching all the things explode, my eyes are just like start melting. Oh, I need to, I need to take a break from this. <laughs> yeah, but I really the music's it. really good. The music's fun. I wish, uh, I wish somehow the aliens fought you in like rhythm to the music. Like That'd there's some cool. rhythm music rhythm. Yeah, get uh, some. For it. Maybe, yeah. maybe the sequel. Maybe DLC. I don't know. <laughs> Change the way they play the game and some rhythm sections. That would be fun. And then uh, you said you've been playing Knack. And I think we have t- some yeah. differing opinions on Knack. I know Rachel watched me play some Knack. Now y'all are yeah. further in Knack than I am. So maybe bit. I'm just not there yet. Because I actually like that game a lot so far. So Knack um, is... Uh, who developed Knack? Knack, that's Japan? Japan Studio. Yeah. And Mark Cerny worked on that game. Sort kind of. A little bit. His name's on it. Right. But it's a uh, kind of an action-adventure beat-em-up semi-platformer game. It, that game doesn't know what it wants to be. <laughs> right. Where <laughs> goblins are like invading human space, and you have all the character archetypes of an action adventure game. You have like the rugged, good looking yeah. explorer dude, you have like the rich scientist in the suit, <laughs> and then you have the wacky professor and his you know kid assistant. Deep backstory. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, you, and there's Knack. Well, you skipped over the guy with the goatee. No, the, the, you, he's okay. the, 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 the rich, the rich. You don't know if he's good or bad. Yeah, you don't know if he's right. good or bad. He's he's totally bad. He's got, got well, that, yeah, he's that, got that assistant woman who speaks all quiet and cold. Yeah, there's but, one thing that I when I started playing that game, the voice acting just kind of got to me. I was like, oh, this is, especially Nack's voice. Why does Nack have a voice? That's what Adam he's was saying. He's ancient artifacts. He sounds like a, a sassy, jacked up black dude. Like yeah. he's got that deep voice. He doesn't. Yeah. You know, that's Can I just impression. put it out there that next like final form? Whatever well, hold is. on now. I'm not quite ready for well, that. It's it's not like it's his, only when you get a lot. It's of only whenever you get a lot of things. Right. Like, when he gets big. Whenever he gets big, becomes big neck. 
He he totally looks like Ganondorf. I actually yeah, he said that. Okay. He has a diamond. I in the said that when he was forehead. second smallest form. Yeah. I was like, he I looks like he Ganondorf. Like Ganondorf. He's got the same hair. <laughs> so y'all jumping ahead a little bit. So Nak is made out of these weird ancient relics. That's that right. Well, inhabit the world. Kind all of. of their technology yeah. is powered by these relics. Their cars and their tanks and their and then somehow the orcs have gotten cleaners. hold of tanks and cars and they don't want to listen to the humans and cooperate so I you guess. said knack to save the day yeah. and as he finds these relics he can get bigger like physically bigger and more powerful but to me when we were playing that oh it didn't make any difference because when you were small you fought small characters right when you were big you fought big enemies like they're either way you're fighting an enemy to the scale of you and it was just no different. The gameplay did not change. I didn't feel super big and powerful. I mean, in the first level, you actually get pretty big and fight tiny guys. Okay, so that was, I, that's yeah. just the first level. And I'm only to the second level, yeah. so you guys are further than we are. We're, only, we're in World 3. We right. just start World 3. The You have one attack button, square. Yeah. That's it. At least in God of War, you had square, light attack, triangle, heavy attack, and circle grab. Right. That's when you have jump and square, which is attack. Uh, the enemies seem to take you down in like one or two hits yeah. like yeah. it's fast and you get no virtually no like health no like power up like like it, everything that's like there for you like you get these crystals and that'll fill up like a special meter for you to do like a special attack but the thing is is that like there are these crystals everywhere but they don't give you hardly anything and then whenever you use your special attack it like uses like all of your crystal power mm. So, you get a big tube of that sunstone energy or whatever, and it fills up like 10% of your circle. It's yeah. funny because in the training part, when you get one of those, it fills it up the whole thing. Yeah, and then exactly. when you get to the real part of the game, it's like, just a little bit. And the same thing with health. Because, like, you know, if these enemies, like, we were fighting these one guys at, like, one swing. One swing of their sword took half health. Yeah. And I was big knack. I found and those guys. Was, yeah, and he mm-hmm. was big knack. And there were two of these guys there. And so it's like, okay, well, you have, like, a health thing over here. Go get it. And it gave him not even 10% of his health back. And it's just like, then why is this even here? What would that even help? And it wouldn't be too bad, but once you die, the checkpoint system is so few and far between. Well, I say that. It might back you up five or ten minutes of gameplay. But when you go and you go to, like, three different battle box arenas and fight three or four dudes three times, jump to a a few platform and go through a trap... It sucks having to do that each and every time to lose that one ball, like one dude who takes you out in one hit. And every time you die, if you use some of your special meter, yeah. it doesn't come back. Yeah, it's that's gone. True. It's yeah, just gone. It's I figured that out last night, actually. Yeah. So, so you, you use a special meter, get past a hard set of dudes, you get to the next set of dudes and die. Yeah. Then you get back to there. You don't have any special meter to beat them again, so you're just screwed. That's why I stopped using my tornado attacks. Cause Even though like, I think it's like way overpowering. It is. But. If you have a big group of enemies, you can just kind of tear through them. But no, I, I actually, I'm having fun with the game, but I'm not as far as you guys. And I agree with you on, on a lot of that, but I've been taking it kind of slow in a few hours. Yeah. I guess. See, I played it all pretty much on Saturday and a little bit on Sunday. Yeah. We, were, we were streaming it while we were doing it, and... Um, Everybody was kind of like, well, this seems repetitive it's in the stream. And we only got to World 3, but like, I got to a part where I just kept dying. I rage quit. I was just like, I threw the remote like, across the couch. I was like, I'm done. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Turned it off. I'll have wow. to see how we handle that area. Because I'm, so, I'm, I'm sure you're going to keep at it. I'm, gonna say, I'm definitely not done with it. I was right. done with it that night. Yeah. But I'm definitely not done with it overall. But I just hear there are 12 worlds. And if it's just that, 
over and over and over again. Well, I think maybe what it's trying to do, and I just don't know if it's executed correctly or not, is that I think it's trying to make it difficult like that to try and, like, I guess give it more depth. Like, oh, guys, we're not just this, like, you know, whatever kind of game. Like, look, it's, like, really hard and challenging and this and that. But it's it's challenging, like, in the wrong way, I guess, because it's really cheap. So I just don't know if that's... And I think I've said this, like one or two podcasts before. I don't yeah. mind if a game is difficult. Yeah. I just don't like it being cheap. It was yeah. just kind of certain. So, yeah. I, I I was expecting better, but hopefully it, may, it might get better. We don't know. Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll see. That's how I feel in Kingdom Hearts and the hard <laughs> mode. It's like, yeah. all right, this isn't really necessarily difficult. It's just the enemies are just really cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just cheap. We also played some DC Universe Online oh, wow. this afternoon. Yeah, we don't I, we don't know what's going on in that game. I made my character and it only took me one minute, which is good. I will applaud any game's creative character mode that lets me get out of that thing in less than a minute. Because like, as as cool as it sounds, and as some people love making a character, I don't give a shit. I just, just let me go. I really don't. I don't have time to to See make the nose different. slightly oh. longer and the yeah. skin tone slightly darker. So I made a girl. I made it the smallest that she could be, <laughs> and I modeled her after Batman. And then, because you can just pick, well, do you want which character you want to model your superhero after? And then I just picked that one because it was the first one. Yeah. And then I got into some spaceship that I <laughs> did the same thing for like a half hour. Just yeah. pressed the attack button three times at each robot and progressed and got out of there. And <laughs> Superman showed up and helped, but I don't know what's going on in that game. That's, I, I wanted to. I want. I downloaded that too, and I wanted to check it out, but. <laughs> Like together with multiple people, but I never played MMOs a lot. Yeah. And after playing a little bit at, at your house, just through that, <laughs> through your character, Abyss Gal. Abyss Gal is uh, my name what? of my character. <laughs> I because when you stare into the abyss, it stares right back at you. I don't know That's, if I want to go through with that. Maybe it's still my well, that was kind of like a tutorial, right? I guess, and you got to like the open world with other people, and then it got real janky because yeah. I was just out in the open world and the frame rate was taking a hit. Mm-hmm. People just show up, and disappear, just like an MMO. Yeah. So maybe if me and you, I think John Michael has his PS4. We'll if all, we all play form together, an right? alliance yeah. and defeat Brainiac. So that's yeah. So on top of those, I also started playing a little bit of Need for Speed Rivals. Uh, that game's really pretty. Oh, yeah. It runs well. I like it. Uh, I didn't play last year's model. The, the I don't think anyone most did. no no yeah most wanted was that it yeah, yeah. most, most wanted, wanted but not not the good most wanted from 2005. Right. I played Hot Pursuit back in 2010. I like that, and this just feels like a lot of what Hot Pursuit did, but in open world. So explain how this works. You could be a cop. You could be a cop or, or a racer, and. When you're a racer, the light bar on the controller turns red. Oh, that's cool. And when you're a cop, it turns blue. And you're just kind of always playing with other people? Is that uh, how this works? See, I don't know. Yeah. So you're in the open world, and cars are constantly driving by. And you can just press one button, and all of a sudden you challenge them to a race, and you're racing. Like that. Just like in DC Universe Online. Someone <laughs> yeah. challenged me. So. Um, so it's an open world where you have set objectives. Like, you have a drive list, or whatever it's called, where you need, like... Compete in this race, finish in whatever place. Didn't they do that in Blacklist? Was that a game? I don't know. That's a game. I think that was a game. I think it was the I, special edition. Oh, okay. on, I don't know. Blacklist I, was a Splinter Cell game. I think I've heard game. of that, oh, that, but I don't know. There was a Blacklist oh, okay. somewhere in Need for Speed where you had to do things gotcha. like on a list. So you do that, and it's a lot of the same modes that was in, at least when I played a Hot Pursuit. So if you're 
the racer, you have to you know complete the circuit in whatever time. You need to evade whatever cops. If you're the cop, you need to take down a racer in a certain amount of time. You need to respond to a call, which is pretty much get from point A to point B under whatever amount of time without damaging your car. Like it's a lot of the same game modes that I played in Hot Pursuit. It just has this open world, and I was curious to. If y'all know, let me know. Email me. or I'm going to look it up more. But there were other cars driving around, and I just don't know if that's computer or if that's other real people. Yeah, there's other real people. Be, that's really cool. Yeah, there's supposed to be other real people while okay. you play that. But so that's pretty know. cool. Because so. a couple times, like when you first start, it's like challenge this person to a race and get to and beat them. And I did. I just thought that was a computer. But then eventually someone challenged me. And did you accept the challenge? Yeah, and I did. And I won. Nice. Because someone, you could be driving one way. And the other person could be driving the other way, and you just press L1 when you're near that person, and you can start the race. So when he started the race, he was already going the way he needed to be going. I had to turn around. That's, That's not the prisoner. But then you can, like, customize your car, like, almost the level of, like, underground, I guess. Like, you can, everything, the, 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 the tune-ups in the car, and then, like, you can put decals and body kits on the outside of the car, and neon and crap. Change the license plate. Uh... <laughs> Hashtag swag. Hashtag swag. You can't do a hashtag. You can't do hashtag. I want to do a hashtag something, but you couldn't do a hashtag. That sucks. But it was fun. I liked it. It. Uh, Is there a story? Because sure. I mean, are there like full motion video sequences? No. That's a shame. That that was the best thing about this one. It, it really little was. John doesn't open up in this nope. Need for Speed, so no. I don't know the quality. And the music's terrible. Oh. Really? Yeah, because never good. so. It, when you get your PS4, you get a 30-day subscription of music. On That's what I'm saying. You can just use and your... As, and as of right now, there is no other way to play real other music on the PS4. So I'm like, okay, I'll try this and I'll play it during this racing game because I love doing that. And Burnout on my yeah. original Xbox. Problem is, it doesn't mute in-game audio. So you get two songs you get for two the price, songs of, the price one. of one. No. And it doesn't incorporate in-game sounds and in-game speech. It pretty much just is just an overlay. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Which really sucks. That and whenever we're playing music, like that doesn't go through like when we're streaming. Mm-hmm, so right. it's just like I mean, I guess that's good for the people that are listening because they don't have to hear the jumbled mess that's going on <laughs> whenever we play two songs at once. But so it was really disappointing. So I immediately just turned it off and turned the crappy Need for Speed music back on. So yeah. when you when you streamed it, it didn't play the music from the game itself either. On the no, it didn't. No, it, did, it didn't play my music unlimited. Right. Music. But so it didn't play music unlimited. So like, let's say like you know like I want to play this and play it with a specific music to specifically record that for whatever reason. Like it's not going to do that. So it's interesting that it plays the music from the game because 2K14 doesn't play any audio, really? and they said it was because of the licensing of the music that hmm. there was no. So when you stream 2K14. Through your PS4, it doesn't play any audio at all. At all, not even like nothing. dribble, dribble, bounce, bounce. Yeah, nothing. Horn. When I so I watched some people streaming that, and it's just them talking over it. That there is no terrible. audio coming from that game. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. That's, that's a good thing to know because. But uh, if other games can stream everything and there's mm-hmm. music, so I'm wondering what's the real reason. There, I don't know. You know. But okay, so speaking of that, um, the PS4 has the share button, which everybody's been excited about. I accidentally pressed it once. <laughs> so one thing you can do is it records the past 15 minutes that you played and you can go back and edit it is it always doing more. that or do you yeah, have to that's always doing okay it. or you can start a live stream to either Twitch or Ustream so you can live stream to Twitch and we messed around with that some on Saturday and it was actually really fun I've never streamed anything before I've always kind of been interested in that but I you know that seemed overwhelming with all the equipment and everything but you just push the button and you go 
you can make it where if you have the camera, people can stare at your pretty face while you play the game. <laughs> you can talk either through the camera or through the included headset, so you can talk to the people as they watch you. And you can even uh, minimize your game screen and see comments and who else watching on your TV screen, so you don't have to have, be, keep looking at your computer or watch your computer to do the chat. So that that was fun. Yeah, we just we streamed through uh, Knack and Need for Speed, and people yeah. were watching us do that. And we also, oh, and we also we played, also the, played, play the, played the playroom. Rachel, room. tell them about the playroom. Oh gosh, so the playroom is, it's just like you know their newest little like it, it's free on the PlayStation Network, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free. Uh, it's just like a little gimmicky like camera tech camera demo. tech demo, and it's. And it's adorable. It's funny. If it recognizes you have the camera, it automatically downloads it. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have like a, you know, with your controller, you do this really sweet controller setup. And you look like Tony Stark doing it because it pops up with all these displays. It's like, like rumble feature on. I see and, it loading up and yeah. like light bar activated. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. But um, you, uh, it, it's entirely done with the PS4's touchpad on the controller. And you, um, you can like send out like little robots and play around with them, like put them on your living room floor so like the camera will show it like the little robots on your floor and they dance. And, like if you stand up and like walk toward them, they like get scared and you can kick them and mm-hmm. oh <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can you can also suck them up into the PlayStation controller and you go inside the controller and you, you press, press buttons, buttons and it makes lights and music and then they start dancing. <laughs> it's really funny. It's cute and like you know there was like a little air hockey game that Adam and I were both able to play with each other like the gy- or yeah it was like a gyroscope inside of the PS4 controller. Yeah, like, so but- the, the game starts. As like a rectangle. Yeah, it's a rectangle. And you use the touchpad to control the pong sticks. But if you moved your controller around, up and down, side to side, using the gyroscope, the... Play space. Play space morphed yeah. to what nice. you were doing so you could screw up your opponent. Yeah. And if you won... Yeah. If you win, you, uh... <laughs> you, um... If you win, you get to pop a bottle of champagne. So you shake your controller and you sit there and you shake it. <laughs> You shoot it all over like wow, this. Wow, there we go. So you just pour it all over, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this game is rated M. Um, and the whole time, the camera's like displaying you, so it's all like augmented reality It is stuff. all augmented reality, so it's, it's just, it's very PG. And uh, <laughs> How's the quality of the video? With, it's actually, from it's you? really good. It's actually very Better good. than connect or not maybe yes. not the new one but better than the last the, the playstation 4 camera blows away the, the ps3 old, camera yeah. and the connect yeah, yeah. Connect, yeah. That, that video it looks really good it's gorgeous. that's cool it's a really good camera um and you know it, it was a fun thing it's like it's a good stream game but the what it's it was cute and fun to play yeah. i mean you, you show it to somebody once she's like look at this cool stuff i can do on my ps4 and that's it it's the not, other robot thing like it the you know the, the little sphere one. Oh yeah oh, he looks weird. like he looks like wheatley from portal 2 yeah and he like looks really sad half the time and it's like tickle the robot we could but don't punch him <laughs> so what'd you do i punched, punched, the punched robot. him exactly <laughs> that's great Loki was really confused because he was like looking at the TV and there was like stuff all over the floor on the TV, but so there was nothing on the floor. Loki's your cat. Just yes, yes. Yeah. They probably already know Lo- that. Loki is my cat. Yeah, so, um, so you can play with your cat yeah. on the PlayStation Eye or whatever it's, it's called. It's fun for everyone. The main thing I'm excited about is the DLC they're making is going to be developed by Double Fine, the people who did yeah. Connect Party. It's the only reason to own a Connect, right? To play Connect Party. And I think I said that. When yeah. we were streaming, it was like, I wish like Double Fine would make a game using this thing. Yeah. And then it turns out they are. Now we just need some kind of harmonics game yeah. for That'd it. That would be great. Because mm-hmm. we love them too. 
They did develop a game on the PS2 iToy. Yeah. That's true, Anti-Grav, yeah, yeah. featuring uh, that band that's in all their games. Freeze Pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, man, is that what we did when yeah. we played PS4? Like I said, we were, we were out of town so much, I only had like a day or two Yeah, because you've got other games that yeah. you haven't even opened yet. That I bought, what else did I buy? Battlefield 4, Assassin's Creed FIFA. 14, and Assassin's yeah. Creed 4. And I wanted you to play Contrast, too. And Contrast. And we need to get a copy of Just Dance, because you guys have the camera. And we can just try to borrow one true. from the store, so we can all play that. Yeah, that'd be entertaining, because I think it's like the Connect version, where you don't need a, a, a remote. remote. Or a, yeah. So I can't just sit down on the couch and move my arm, and then play the game. Like a magic harp. <laughs> exactly. Do you have you done anything else with yours, Stephen? No, and you know we just got home. Uh, was it yesterday? Or yep. It, yeah, we we've been on the road for twelve days. Mm-hmm. We, I, I barely even had the, the strength to turn it on. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed what I did play. So yeah. we'll definitely be playing it more next yeah. couple of weeks, especially when all those new amazing games come out right. in the coming weeks. So. Okay. Um, Renee, you've been kind of quiet during this. Have you uh, been playing anything else, really? I know you've been out of town. No, I feel so bad. I haven't really been playing a lot of games. Um, I mean, I didn't even pick up Kingdom Hearts again. Just been fiddling around with portable games like Pokemon. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Did you get past your stuck part? Yeah, I got past the part where I was stuck. It turns out that I was just supposed to go north, even though the map was, like, diagonal. So I assumed, oh, I'm supposed to go... Like west, not mm-hmm. northwest, but it was just go straight north. Like okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, just playing through that. Um, hopefully I'll be able to beat it this week. Um, hopefully cool. I'll play it again this week. Yeah, I need to get caught up. <laughs> but I'm getting a new DS tomorrow. So, so you are going to get the Zelda three DS tomorrow. So so hopefully I'll just pick it back up once I think that's the reason I might have put it down to begin with I, I, I haven't touched my DS in a few weeks because I was just like you know I'm going to be getting another one in a couple weeks so I might as well just wait till I get that one still waiting on that Mint XL <laughs> yeah. might be waiting a while for that yeah. I'm still waiting for the black with the black Charizard, Charizard. 3DS XL that's one in Japan that's a d- so that was hard to get in Japan too it wasn't just yeah. like on shelves they had to like enter in a contest and like Get drawn really? from a hat. Yeah, that was. Well, that sucks. Yeah, that was a very rare. So I would have flown to Japan just to get that. <laughs> very very rare DS. Um, Rachel. Hi. Are you still on your zombies ate my neighbors hiatus? Um, I am. Uh, actually, uh, you guys mentioned zombies ate my neighbors last week. You know, we've been mentioning it every week so far. Steve had to yeah. pick up the reins last week. <laughs> um. There. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about that actually because. Uh oh, did we goof? Well, no, no, you guys were you guys were good. Uh, I just you guys were asking about the uh, the differences between the Super Nintendo and the Genesis versions. Um, it's it is made by the same developer and publisher, but there are uh, there are some slight differences because Nintendo has a thing about censorship and mature content and you know things like that. Like you know in the Mortal Kombat version or uh, the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat, uh, you know they didn't have any blood. Sweat. Just sweat. Just sweat. <laughs> um, so in the Super Nintendo version of Zombies Ate My Neighbors, it's purple, right? That's blood on the Genesis version. That's funny. Oh. So, yeah, so there's 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 blood on the Genesis, there's purple ooze on the Super Nintendo. 
Like Ivan Ooze from the Power Ooze. Rangers movie? <laughs> I guess. I anyway, also... Never mind. <laughs> keep going. He's purple. He's, He's purple. purple. Yeah. I, I think that the uh, the music on the Genesis is better, too. But that's, nice. that's usually not the case. Usually Super Nintendo has a higher sound quality than the Genesis. But anyway, that's a tangent. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not playing through Zombies Ate My Neighbors because I'm just... Steven, playing. did you play any more Zombies Ate My Neighbors? No. <laughs> is this our no. first week without a Zombies Ate My Neighbors update? We'll have to oh. both play yeah, for we'll, next we'll episode. Yeah, we'll have to both play. We need to get Game Genie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I've been playing through a lot of other uh, Sega Genesis games. That, All right, hit us um, up because you know we ran our mouth enough about PlayStation. No, it's that, that's okay. <laughs> for the for the last couple weeks, uh, when you know you were out of town, I just picked up a lot of of your games, um, <laughs> and I, I beat World of Illusion. Uh, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, and Donald star- Duck. starring Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, Game's fun. It's kind of easy. Platform. That music used to scare me when really? I was like four years old. It was really creepy. It's, and then it's you, really And then you go on that scary looking mirror. Like, that, that scared me when I was like four years old. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> no, um, like, I think my favorite part of that game is like, it has like such weird sound effects for stuff. Like, I'll throw a rope down to like pick up Donald or something, and like the rope has a sound effect. Like, it goes whoop, whoop. <laughs> And like, that. why? Why does this have a sound effect? But I don't know. The game's really cute, and I, it made me want to go out and buy some more Mickey games. So um, I might be buying Mickey Mouse Capade and Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, um, or I might just play. Castle. Why don't you finish Epic Mickey? I, I should probably do that and play <laughs> Castle of Illusion also. So the remake or the original Genesis? The version? original Genesis okay. version, um, which is weird because World of Illusion is a sequel to that. But you know, um, anyway. I also played through your copy of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Hyperstone Heist. The best one. <laughs> <laughs> the Turtles in Time knockoff. Well, it's not necessarily a knockoff. Konami did that with a couple of other games on the Sega Genesis. Like, they would, like, develop, quote-unquote, the same game, but not really for both platforms. I can't think of a good example right now, but it was essentially the same game. But it was, it was only five levels, but it was more levels from Turtles in Time compressed into the same level and the music just changed every different section. So, and then it was missing some levels and, like, the music was only slightly different and it was, I fought Leatherhead twice and I was really confused <laughs> and I was like, why am I fighting Leatherhead twice? I don't it's a very understand. important character. Yeah. And I changed it to uh, comic style instead of the was anime style because, like, you can go to the options and change it. Oh, really? And comic style makes the turtles different colors. Ooh. Mm. I'm I'm sorry. Wait, it might be the other way around. One of the options changes the turtles different colors. And oh, their skin tone. Yes, their yeah. skin tone. Oh, not where they all have the red mask red because red's the best one. Well, no, um, but I just wanted to differentiate between Donatello and Michelangelo. So, uh, so Donatello traditionally has a darker skin tone. He was more of like a hunter green. Yes, yeah. And Michelangelo was more of like a, I guess not lime, like but a true green. Yeah, yeah, like a brighter. So, uh, so the yeah. more you know, the more you Ninja know. Turtles. <laughs> Seems like we talk about Ninja Turtles a lot, but uh, I still email us your favorite Ninja Turtle game works for us at gmail.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. Played through Mega Man X again. Um, I stole your Wii U and I played through Mega Man X because you bought it and I, I really did. wanted to play it. Did you I play it on the gamepad or did you play it on the TV? On the TV, but it was running on the gamepad. I could have, I could have looked just looked at either it. one. Yeah, yeah. Big Vaughn was helping and we played that game together i was more so really watching him and i wanted to like play some parts so i played some of it but um uh i played 
Yeah, I played a little bit of Sonic too. I only played like the versus mode this past week. I just wanted to put it in and play Casino Night Zone. The best one. Yeah, the best one. Love that music. That and uh, Chemical Plant Zone. Yeah. Chemical like, Zone. Really, really good, good music. Good, good. Uh, got to level 81 in Bubble Bobble. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I used to just cheat and warp to the end of it. <laughs> if you get the parasol, you get to skip some of the levels. You know, and that's actually fun because Taito's like second game, not Bubble Bobble 2, but like the other sequel to Bubble Bobble, quote unquote. It's called Rainbow Islands. Yeah. And then there's Parasol Stars, which is like the third one. So it's like, oh, rainbows and parasols. It's cute. <laughs> Um, and I, I play Puzzle Bobble on like a daily basis, so I guess that doesn't really count. So, uh, I've, I've been playing a lot of games this week, guys. Like, like I'm I, out of town, you decided to break up the Yeah, I'm, when he's, he's gone, I have nothing else to do, so I've been just picking up stuff out of the random and just playing it. Like, I, I do that at the store sometimes, too. Buy me a game where if it's particularly slow and I've cleaned everything already, then <laughs> pop in an NES game, just pick one off the shelf, play it. I used to just play Rock Band at work yeah. all day. And I just bring like an Xbox and Rock Band and I did. He did it every day. I bring my Xbox <laughs> and, and my Rock Band stuff. And that 360 messenger bag. Yeah. <laughs> the guitar strapped to your back. Miss those days. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody yell at you in the mall? And be like, no. Guitar Hero. No, no, never had any. You know, we well, we did play Guitar Hero there when it was just the first two, I guess. Oh man. So much fun. They were those were the best best days. I remember the day Guitario came out. We um just yeah, it was awesome. Times were so much more simple back then. Yeah, they were. Now it's all I don't know. Not, Dead. Yeah, not no Guitario anymore. No rock. <laughs> Neil band. had that one song memorized that he would be able to he just could turn play around it backwards. It was really cool. Yeah, and it was That's a hard awesome. song too. So That's great. Oh, what Guitario or not? Guitar, it was Hero Guitar Hero One, one on <laughs> PS2. That game was unplayable. It the really was the because they, they didn't work. Terrible. They didn't work at all. I don't know how I beat. Uh, was it Bark at the Moon? What was the last song in that I game? Think it was, was Ozzy. Yeah. That game. God, it took me forever to beat that because I, I started on Guitar Hero Two, and then went back to that, and I was oh, like, "This yeah, is ridiculous. This is terrible." We <laughs> cheated because we started on Guitar Freaks for right, a couple it, of yeah, years well, before yeah. that. So, well, you know. So when Guitar Hero came out, we just started on Expert, and people were like, "How can you?" How are you doing that? I've <laughs> been playing this already. Sort of. That's funny. I asked that because I, uh, I brought my NES in one day to get another power cable for it. Because we were having problems with it and I wanted to make sure that everything was, you know, A-OK with it. And uh, I was coming down the escalator and I was about to go into work. And somebody just from upstairs across the mall just yelled, Nintendo! There and I was go. like, alright! <laughs> people are passionate about, <laughs> about their Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> So, yeah. I never had anyone yell at me like yeah, that. They yelled Whether at me that's else. good or bad, I don't know. I just kind of laughed. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Steve, you been playing anything else? Nope. No. I'm going to play game. more PS4 stuff. I'll probably download, uh, cl- was it Closure? Is that that? Contrast. Contrast. And it's hard to see. I'll probably, even though the reviews aren't too good on that, I'll download it. Yeah, she wanted, she wanted to check that out, so we'll probably do that this weekend. Maybe we'll stream some of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I really only wanted you to play it because I was like, oh, this is new. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it Something wasn't, different. Not a sequel, not a... Not FIFA know. or Assassin's Creed or, you know, Battlefield. Like, it was just like, oh, okay, this is something <clears> completely different. Let's check this out. I'm just waiting for Dive Kick to be released on PS4. It was supposed to come out at launch, but it didn't, so I tweeted at them, and they said they were adding new features. Oh, cool. To the Ooh. PS4 version. 
So that's cool. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I still just get to download it again because I already have the PS3 and Vita copy. But I would give them more money anyway because that game was great. Now we can now we can host that dive kick tournament I've always wanted to host, and we can stream it live on the internet. We will do that. <laughs> that would so, be great. That's going to be exciting. Oh, wait, we can stream Octodad when it comes out. Yeah. Oh goodness! I actually, uh, when I went up to back up to Monroe this past week, I left my computer charger at home, so my computer died real quick. So I didn't get to play any more XCOM. But I had my iPad, and since I got done with Peggle, I started my other favorite PopCap game and played Plants vs. Zombies again. Yes. So I played that on my iPod in college in 2009 in class, and, but I had like the free version, I think. Yeah. Where they didn't have half the plants, and like, it ended after like World War. And now I have like the real version, because I was like, I don't remember this plant, I don't remember this level, and game is so addicting it like, is I it's forgot great. how addicting that game was I played it for like three hours straight in my hotel room I was like I'm gonna go to bed kind of early tonight nope nope I just Plants played a lot zombies of Plants vs. Zombies the first time I ever played Plants vs. Zombies was a, some. we went over to some friends of ours for like date night to watch a movie and eat dinner and then they're like hey I just got this iPad check out this game Plants vs. Zombies you would like it Nate yeah. and I sat there and played it until we left yeah, you did not watch <laughs> the movie at all <laughs> Yeah. Just played play. And, <laughs> I just played it. And I played it a lot on PC with just my mouse. And then the Vita, uh, when it came out on PlayStation Plus, I played it on that. I gotta say, yeah. playing on the, the, the big iPad screen is like the best way. Nice real estate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, playing around to move, you can double click things. You can like pick up sun while you're planting something. It, it, it's just a fun, fun, fun game. I got On the iPad version, can you just tilt the iPad to pick up the sun? Because on the Vita, you can just move the oh, system. I don't know. I, I didn't awesome. try that. Just move it forward a little bit and it picks the sun up I'll have, to, I'll have to try that I, I assume iPad's got some kind of motion yeah, control yeah. in there because when you go to like the home screen and you move it the st- like the background right now mine still stars it like moves with you depending right. on what angle you're looking at it's really wicked yeah but I got to I beat the first four worlds I got to world five which is the roof right so gotta change your strategies up yeah, there yeah because now I got the cabbage launcher thing right so I need to play more of that. It's and a fun game. I have not heard too much about the sequel, but I'll just keep playing the first one. Yeah, the, the sequel, I've heard a lot of people complain about how it's just pay to win. Yeah. And that's no fun. I hate. Well, buckle up, sweetheart, because we got, that's all the games that are going to be this, this oh, going forward. It's yeah, all just... it seems like a lot of the new stuff coming out, even for Xbox One. Microtransactions. Yeah, all these microtransactions out the wazoo. Not so much on PS4 at launch, at least. But, I mean, what can you do? Like, oh, pay 50 cents to make Knack bigger longer. Like, that's, <laughs> they could have tried it, but they, nothing I've seen on PS4 really has too much pay-to-win yeah, structure. Not, not yet, at least. Yeah, we'll see. So. We'll see. I mean, the only other things are just like the free-to-play MMOs, but that's how all the MMOs are these days. Right. Much, unless you're, wow. They all launch, you know, subscription-based. And then after six months of not doing too well, then they'll go free to play and free make more 20. money yeah well even now I think most most MMOs even let's say because WoW is still a subscription right yeah, yeah. I mean you can play up to like level 10 or 20 right yeah uh, free but then you have to, to pay for it and you should you probably, you probably get to level 20 in like an hour now because I know it used to take forever yeah my sister played that and she has like six characters I'm like just buy the damn game she's like no I just wanna keep going to level 20 yeah <laughs> Well, hell, now I heard in the new expansion, you can just start a player at 90. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's funny. Just like, hey, you want to be super awesome and you never played this game before? Here you go. And to me, that wow. really Wouldn't even know what to do with uh, the powers that I have exactly. at that point. So. Uh, I don't know. Fireball. 
Yeah. Is that an option? Press that probably. That's what scares me about MMOs is like I don't want to just start out the game and like be a lowly little you know new person and have like the guys like all decked out with his stuff. Come, you know, like I just don't want to deal like with that, that episode of South Park. Like that episode of South Park. <laughs> like I just don't want to be a part of that. I don't care for that. See, I never played WoW or anything because I thought that would be a game I would like like and want to keep playing. But when I worked at EA, I got I played uh, the Old Republic. And I did not like that. Just kind of go out there and collect yeah. six rat and tails. It was the same battles all the time. I pressed two to do my jump attack, and then I clicked somewhat recharge. Then I did like my ground pound attack, and then I clicked somewhat recharge, and it was just rinse and repeat. Like, yeah. I don't know. If that's how all, I don't know how to judge. I didn't know how to judge the older public because I didn't know if it was just not good or if that's just how MMOs are, and I'm just not into MMOs. Yeah, I mean, when I played, I played WoW when it first came out because I just loved Warcraft and. I only played it for the 30 days that mm-hmm. the trial allotted. But I enjoyed it to a point where, okay, if I could just play this whenever i play it, but it yeah. wasn't something I was wanting to actually pay money monthly to access. So I don't... Because I like playing games with other people, but I want those people to be like, y'all, people right. I, I like know together. Like maybe four to six of my friends, not a bunch of freaking strangers that, you know, yeah. that's just not really my, my thing. And I played a lot of Star Wars Galaxies when that came mm-hmm. out. That was a long time ago. Old swig. Yeah, I mean, that game was fun, but then they changed everything about it, and no one liked the change. Want to be a Jedi? Okay. Everyone can be a Jedi now. But tell you what, the, when, I played, when I played Star Wars Galaxies and I found a Jedi in the world, there was always 30 or 40 other players following, following that Jedi around. Because it was just like, well, how, like no one knew how to do it. No one could figure it out. Oh, like how to become a Jedi. It was a very small percent. And and there was no secret to it. There was no, like, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you'll be a Jedi. Because then everyone could. Mm -hmm. So it was just a very small percentage of the game population that had that ability. And you you would just kind of follow that player around and watch them. And it was fascinating. And, And, you know, in Star Wars Galaxies, if you wanted to play that game and never fight something, you didn't have to. If you wanted to just run a shop, and just farm materials. You could you could create your own store in the game. That's cool. And Sounds you, like Eve. It was it was great. And then I don't know. They changed everything, and everyone hated it. So. I guess trying to make it more mainstream. Yeah, make it. Likeable. That's like Renee said. So everybody could be a Jedi now. Yeah. And fucking game was terrible. So yeah, that's unfortunate. That was a long time ago. Though. That, was, well, that was almost ten years <laughs> oh ago. Oh my right? gosh! Yep. Now you're showing your age, old now, man. You know, that's okay. <laughs> maybe one day they'll make a game like. I guess you could play Star Wars Galaxies on some private server and, really? in the original form, yeah. and that'd be interesting to revisit that. I think. Wow. So. All right, y'all. Let's take a break. I need some water. My throat is feeling parched. So we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll maybe talk about some Xbox One and some news on the other side. So stick around. Gameware Express will be right back. Xbox One comes out 
And I know none of us seem too excited about Aww. that. Well, there's only so much time, you know, right? So much money. But the two dozen people who are in line outside the Best Buy at 4 p.m. today seem <laughs> really excited about the Xbox One release. They did. I don't know. It's just weird because, I mean, I know we're all we're all PS4 fans here, so Call's fanboys, whatever. But people said PlayStation 4 coming out a week early didn't make that much of a difference, but it kind of feels like it did because all the hype. Now that PS4 is out, just kind of like. Yeah, oh wait, another like another one of these, and I feel like any like daytime or mainstream talk show that would have a PS4 on, like this is the hot new video game system, the PlayStation Four. Are they gonna do that a week later? Like, here's the hot new video game system, the Xbox One. See, I don't know. It's the Wii U only came out a year ago, so my PS4 hype is pretty low. <laughs> so. Uh... But my say, my well, hype was all gone for consoles. We immediately got home today after work and wanted to play Mario on yeah. the Wii U and not so, PS4 or, X, yeah. or Xbox. So, I mean, it's just because the Wii U has games now. Despite whatever you want to say, it has games now. And launch titles are never never really the greatest thing. You know, you, you talk about the, the talk shows talking about these new consoles. I feel like the Xbox One would do much better on a talk show because, mm-hmm. you know, these... these People that don't normally play games all the time, maybe it's mm-hmm. the reason the Wii was so successful. And when you put the Xbox One on a show like that and you show all that it can do yeah. with connecting your TV and doing all that fun stuff and all the motion things and the voice control, it's and like. The television. Yeah, it really. And the television. And the television. And the television. And the TV. And you can. It feels, it feels more like the future than, you know, as much as we're not really into that, at least right now. That stuff really does feel like new technology. Where right. I plug my PS4 up to my television and it plays video games, just yeah. like my Super Nintendo played video games. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. But I'm not necessarily, you know, Renee and I don't even have a cable television subscription, let alone a cable box. So that all that functionality with the Xbox One would be pretty much 100% useless in our house. And I feel like a lot of people who are in the mid 20s, early 30s demographic, or whatever, are like that. They stream more than watch live TV. And people who do watch live TV, like my dad, are not going to go about buy an Xbox One and talk to the damn thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I just don't get it. And then, like, I know a lot of people are excited about Forza. I don't like, like, simulation racers. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I like arcade racers, like Need for Speed, and Killer Instinct, which I just learned. Oh, gosh. Um, I I actually heard some interesting stuff about Killer Instinct uh, that it's apparently not going to have a story more a story mode or an arcade mm. mode. Nah, you don't need any of that. <laughs> no, no, no. Who and, wants to just pick stuff? your dude and who do you want to fight? Pick your Jago, and the other guy picks his Jago, <laughs> and then everyone just fights. I apparently like like. It was advertised as having the best training mode of any fighting game. Is that something to brag about? Actually, is that a selling point? If you've ever played a Virtua Fighter game, let me tell you what: the training mode in that series is pretty intense, and it takes like three hours to get through a single character to just do their moves. Just do their moves. So, a fighting game having a a good training mode can be good or interesting, but I don't know how (laughs) technical Killer Instinct. I we played the demo. You know, it just seemed like a. Fighting. It didn't seem too de- too deep. So even yeah. if you pay for like the quote unquote actual game, it still has no Apparently, arcade mode or that's anything. That's what no I story heard. Mode. That's I, just a I rumor. heard the same thing. Yeah, no, I heard the same thing. But um, so. 
Maybe it'll come later. Season yeah. two season will two include best. story. Golly. Story mode. But who, I mean, story mode in a fighting game, let's be honest, who really cares about that? Yeah. The Shaq Fu storyline is great. But that's so. different because you're, you're, you've got a story wrapped around a fighting game, not a fighting <laughs> game wrapped around a story. That's true. <laughs> but I, when I was a kid, the, I always wanted to complete the game in Street Fighter 2 with every character because you got yep. the poorly animated yeah. story sequences and which which one ends up in a graveyard I don't remember which character oh gosh I don't even know in yeah. Street Fighter 2 Street Fighter 2 one of the characters in, they, they find out their parents are dead or something oh my god in a graveyard it's, I don't remember which character that was yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah so story modes in fighting games aren't really a big deal anymore I guess they never really were. It was fun so. getting all the different comic style endings in all of Marvel vs. Capcom three. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. just it's the little touches, like the Phoenix so. Wright ending. You're in the courtroom and like she Hall she is the judge because she's judge, and yeah, yeah, that's always fun. But uh, yeah, sorry y'all if y'all are hoping for exciting Xbox One talk from us. We are not mm. that podcast. I mean, I'm excited for Titanfall. Um. Fantasia, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. So when those games start coming out next year, I might pick one up. And two of those are on other platforms, right? True. So. Yeah, but the Connect sucks on the 360. So yeah. I'll play Fantasia on that, and I don't want Titanfall to run like shit on my 360. <laughs> and I'm not going to play it on my computer. It's like a Call of Duty game. Call of Duty, you play it on a console. You I can't you wait. Actually, on your PC. Um, Dead Rising Three. Now that I read about the Mega Man X suit. That's gonna be in Dead Rising Three. I am like, I might kind of want to play that because, like, apparently you get power ups, and I'm just like, oh. And did you ever play the first two? Because the first two had you get a Buster, yeah. But this one, you get to be like, you get to be X, and I'm just like, well, this sounds interesting and fun. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's been a Dead Rising staple. Like you, in yeah. the first game, you could dress up like Mega Man yeah. completely with the Buster and. But this one you get to be X. It's true. That just makes me mad. You, yeah. Throwing us a bone whenever we really want one. Yeah, so bad. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's ter- it, it, it's oh, Capcom. That's messed up, Capcom. Come on. But <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, this game's only gonna be on Xbox One. <laughs> For now, we'll see. For now, we'll we'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll be on something else later. And you then, get power ups. <laughs> and then Rise, which is getting um, blasted. Rise, but Nat got blasted. Nat, reviews yeah, too, and so. Nat got worse reviews than Rise, and so. I think folks go into Rise expecting not too much, and maybe they'll enjoy it as a, a hack and slash, a fun little mindless, you know, hack and slash adventure game with pretty graphics. But uh, no one should be surprised by the reviews because it that game started as a Kinect game for 360, right. and then it got moved over to Xbox One, and then they started moving away from the Kinect features because, and that's the thing with all these launch titles on the Xbox One. There's really not much going on with the Kinect part for the games, but it's mm-hmm. the UI and the, the system settings, just controlling everything. From what I hear, it's terrible with a controller going through those menus because it just doesn't feel natural. But, they but want the, you to, yeah. being able to use the Kinect sensor to tell your Xbox to do things, it's just it, it feels natural. So and I, I watched some you know video of, was it Pinello and someone else talking to it? I don't know if it's Pinello. Well, it actually seemed kind of cool because it signed them both in and... Facial recognition? Yeah, facial yeah. recognition for both. It saves your biometric data. And then... Your heartbeat. It would show my personalized home screen. Mm-hmm. And then all you have to do is say, Xbox, show my stuff. And then it'll show your personalized home screen. And it seemed really quick. Now, granted, if it's really that quick or if that's just like, you know, the, the video they chopped together to make it like that, I don't know. 
But if it does work that seamlessly and smoothly with just the voice command, that's not bad. Like yeah. that actually looks really cool. But the voice command on my 360 Connect barely worked. I eventually just turned it off because we were watching like Evo streams Evo. and it would kept pausing and stopping because it would hear something that sounded like pause. Same like when we were watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Huh. We were watching Game of Thrones. He's like something, something like the cause. Yeah, and then and it, it pauses Game of Thrones. That's funny. Which is weird because a, I thought it's supposed to have like noise dampener so it doesn't hear stuff from my speakers, and b, no one said Xbox for it to start listening to it. So that's Which really kind of weird, weird too. That it's supposed to not hear stuff from your speakers, and yet when you calibrate the Connect, it specifically asks you to turn up your speakers so it can hear the speakers. Mm-hmm. Huh. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and the fact that I didn't say Xbox for it to start listening. Exactly. And it to me, so. It's always listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's. Well, tell you what. Up. If someone donates an Xbox One to us uh, <laughs> yeah, before we'll Titanfall comes out, then we can talk about it in more detail. But I don't think uh, anyone here is going to buy one until. I mean, I already just bought an iPad Air and a PS4. I think I've spent enough money for now. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. well, you know, it'd be interesting to see how well it sells because we've got sales numbers for mm-hmm. PlayStation Four. So. Yeah, and I guess we can start with some news. Yeah. yeah, we got our news. So PlayStation 4 came out, and it sold a million units in a day. That's wow. That's got to be a record for any video game system, let alone a Sony video game yeah, product. Yeah, huge. So I know people will hear that there's a new iPad or a new iPhone that sells 5, 6 million units, but... For a video game system to sell as much as the PS4 did, that's unheard of. Especially in the doom and gloom of the gaming industry right now. Yeah, and I think it had a lot to do with just this generation going on so long. People were just kind of pent up waiting for something new. Because the past couple of years, uh, especially on Microsoft's end, have seemed pretty slow for, I guess, new releases, new games. It's just been sequels to, to major hits and those sold well but there hasn't been too much as far as new ip whereas sony in the past year has been doing really well with mm-hmm. last last of us during the summer but you know, a lot of people just ready for a new video game system so and they announced the dlc for last of us last week they did mm-hmm. yeah so it'll be and that's story dlc right Yay. so it's, well, it's it's like a prequel Oh, no, I like that. It still sounds interesting. So if Sony could sell a million PS4s and Microsoft can get close to that number, I just don't know how many systems they'll have available. And I don't know. It mm-hmm. seems they said that you're going to have Xbox One available to buy on launch day without a pre-order, which and to me is like, to me, I take that as, as a bad thing. Really? Yeah. Like, well, you didn't pre, you don't have enough pre-orders to... Well, I heard that the pre-order gap between the PS4 and the Xbox One was getting smaller and smaller. Really? I, I've read that it's, it's as little as 10%. Wow. So, and, and us going out to two different Best Buys today, I mean, we saw people already waiting to get yeah. those systems at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when... If you've got a pre-order with a retailer like that, you could just show up at twelve fifteen. Well, that's the thing. They had, they had the pre-order line on the other side of the building, and no one was in it. Those were all like the I don't have a pre-order. Oh, those building. people did not have. Yeah, pre-orders. that was so like by tonight. All. Yeah. So at at the first location that we went to, when I jokingly got in the line and said I was first in line, the, that was the pre-order. line. That was the pre-order line. So the other guy didn't have a pre-order. Right. Okay. No. Well, now I understand that. So. Steven goes running out the Best Buy with the PS4 over his head, waving <laughs> it to the Xbox crowd. Yeah, I, I almost—I didn't get murdered, but you know that's okay. I told you last week not to do that. Yeah, you told me not to do that. Wars, guys. They didn't seem to care, but so 
Yeah. Inside, you know, they were seething. Maybe. Oh, it's look at that douchebag. Fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, you know, one thing that worked out of the box on PlayStation 4 was its Twitch integration, which... But that was kind of announced late, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think they, they touted Twitch by name. It was Ustream. It was Ustream. And everybody's like, well, Sony's doomed because Xbox has Twitch and Sony has Ustream. And so Sony launches with Twitch working perfectly. And we, like I said, we talked yeah. about it earlier. We had a lot of fun we with that. No but problems with it. Xbox One won't have its Twitch integration ready until sometime early next year, which is something that, you know, when the Xbox One was announced, that was the big thing that they announced was the Twitch integration. But for some reason... It's just not baked into the software yet. It's not going to be ready. You can so. still download the Twitch app and watch streams, yeah, but you, you can, can't can't actually live stream yourself, which is a bit unfortunate because I was wanting to watch some Rise streams because <laughs> I'm just curious to see how much of a train wreck. They well, I guess is. if you still have like your HDMI out capture card, yeah, you could just you could stream still your own it, stuff, but not natively in the system, right? There's nothing stopping all of you Twitch warriors out there that already have your hardware. So. <laughs> But a lot of people are saying that just certain aspects of, of you know a launch, if it's just not ready, it's not ready. It's better to I guess delay something like that than release some kind of half baked, half working version. It seems like not even to Xbox One, both systems. It's yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that's just not ready. Right. So why are why are they, I mean I know the consoles I guess need to come out now, but why are they out now? I mean someone's gonna buy them. A million sure, a people million bought people. PS4s. You're right. So. And, you know, uh, out of those million people that bought PS4s, they bought games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I think a lot of people bought EA games because EA said that one in three PlayStation 4 game is an EA game. So, three out of five of mine are. And, so. you, and what's funny is that uh, one third of PS4 launch games available are EA games, actually. <laughs> so they're hitting the percentages perfectly there. They've right. managed to sell uh, lots of games. I can't wait to get some more sales numbers from other titles and see maybe if people are buying Killzone and that. It's funny, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't play Killzone no. at all. I've never really been a Killzone fan. So, no. And I watched a little bit of footage from that before it came out and it just didn't impress me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I guess I'm not ready to enter the Killzone just I guess yet. Not. But I don't like jumping into games series for, for oh, you. Oh, because the story and that's well, whatever, probably, but yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing I am excited about, uh, one of my favorite games on the Vita, which was a PC game before it, and uh, Xbox 360 game before that, is Spelunky mm-hmm. is adding its daily goals to the Vita and PS3 versions. A game I still need to play. See? so And, and when they announced that the PC version was going to have daily goals, uh, that was kind of a bummer because I was like, well, I, and I like playing this on my Vita, but that's a really cool feature to have. and. So I don't know when they're coming, but they're coming soon. So, so. what is an example? I mean, like I well, said, I play Spelunky. It's like, like so Spelunky is a roguelike where right. you go through these, you know, mines, and you've got a limited amount of lives and, and items. So maybe a daily goal will be, you know, collect this item in this amount of time, or with this item, you know, you can get this much treasure with with just three ropes or one bomb. So I, don't, I can't really. I've, since I haven't played the PC version, I've not seen any of the daily goals personally, but it, it gives you some incentive to just kind of go in and, and play it just for a few minutes a day. That's cool. Sort of like Animal Crossing, but a lot harder, <laughs> I guess. So, but I'm always for uh, new features and, and games, and that'll keep people interested. In, and maybe even it'll come to PS4. That'd be interesting to see if yeah. they would add it to the cross-buy. 
Right. I would totally download that game a third time. (laughs) And some other news. We've got some rumors that Telltale may be working on a Game of Thrones game. Yes. We saw that reported on IGN. Yeah. Did they already make a Game of Thrones game? Someone made one. (laughs) I don't know. It was published by Atlas. Ah. I don't know who made it. They didn't make it. The uh, because about a month or so ago, right after Wolf Among Us came out, they were teasing that they were working on like their dream IP, and a lot of people were speculating it'd be Game of Thrones. And IGN's reporting they're making it. That's as of uh, Thursday night. So I mean, maybe by the time I finally get this up on Friday, that that news will be official. When is there? A, are they in dirt? Like, is, is Game of Thrones off season right now? Or are they putting new yeah, episodes out? No, mm-hmm. New episodes. Well, at least last year, season three premiered in March. Hmm. So it's kind of off season right now. I, I have a feeling like I don't know how they do that because I mean it is a set story, but I guess Walking Dead was a set story too. So maybe you're playing as some side character, yeah. And while the houses are fighting, and you know the the books or the the movies, you're kind of doing your own thing while you're interacting with the Starks or yeah, the because there, there are a lot of like houses in Game of Thrones that aren't yeah. really touched on. So maybe you could be. One of the you know houses that isn't a big crucial part. You're a bannerman to the Starks or something, right? You're, yeah. or you can be, or maybe you choose which side you mm-hmm. you want to be a bannerman to, and then you see the story play out from whatever side. That would be really cool. Yeah, it's a huge, expansive world. So there's a lot they could do with that. There's and so much. George R. R. Martin, and the author of you know the Song of Ice and Fire, which is the books, or Fire and Ice, is a. Uh, really involved in the show so if it is true that it is Game of Thrones I wonder if he'll be involved with Telltale because I think the you know like the writer um, Robert The Walking Dead uh, writer the writer oh, I'm not sure of his name I'm right pretty now. sure he was involved with, with Telltale when they did the game so we'll see yeah. with that <clears throat> so hopefully that'll be fun I still need to check out Wolf Among Us <laughs> I know I need to play that too oh, I need to, to finish it. Walking Dead I didn't really do I need to finish Walking Dead because mm-hmm. it I kind of stopped on the second chapter. And I, ha- I have it on disc, actually. Yeah. On I need PS3. to play that game, too. I also have it on disc. And really? I also stopped at the second chapter. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I just kept falling asleep. And <laughs> my decisions would just kind of make themselves... I got scared. Really? Well, okay. I'm not really big into like games that scare me. and It's not I don't that make... scary. I know, but the, the scary thing about it is that you have to make a decision really, really quickly. That's when you just and don't that... make a decision. But Well, like... I have to make a decision to like shoot this person or I'm gonna die and I just I'm not I don't like I'm not a very decisive person in general so like I was just like oh, I don't want to well, do this well this game can help you improve your decision making <laughs> skills cause like you you got me Bioshock also and I've never played that game but I just I don't think I can play it by myself I'm, I'm, I'm just not big on those kind of things I guess I like when I heard some guy when playing The Walking Dead played the silently approach. Yeah, the whole game. So the whole game, no. he just always chose the dot, dot, dot no answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to do it. But you know, if uh, if they did so well with Walking Dead and got, it got a lot of game of the, game of the year awards when when that came out, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why game of, if they do a Game of Thrones game, it could get the that's same kind of right critical acclaim. So. South Park's little uh, mini series trilogy yeah. this season is about the console wars, but it's they're playing Game of Thrones, so yeah, that's it, it, everywhere right now. Another thing, one of our favorite game franchises of all time turned six years old this week. Yeah, which is Rock Band, the original Rock Band. 
November 20th, 2007. That doesn't seem like that long ago. I know. And we've put a lot of money and a lot of hours into that franchise. <laughs> I so. skipped all my classes my freshman year of college to go out and buy. I stood outside the Best Buy before it opened with seven or eight other soccer moms getting it for their kid for Christmas. And I roll up with my like McDonald's breakfast. And they're like, oh, he has food. He's like ready to go. And I was like, uh, sure. How, how long did you have to wait? I went outside for like a half hour. Just a half hour? Right but they're like, oh, he knows, probably knows where they are. Someone like hold him down so we can go run and get him. <laughs> when you got in the store, were they just stacked up? And Well, the little Best Buy guy came out like 15 minutes before they opened. They're like, okay, well, we have like 15 on each system, PS3 and 360. They kind of just asked them which one we wanted. And they had their, they, had, they put them out in little carts for us, and they brought them out. And we just walked straight into the door and to check out. And each of these little carts, they had like, here's some accessories. I'm like, I don't want this. Get your cool light-up drumsticks. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just going to break the wooden ones <laughs> that it comes with. And back then, when I had, like, a lot of scholarships to LSU, I had a lot of money coming in, and I was stupid in 18. So that was when I bought all the songs that came out every week. Yeah. I mean, back then, it was three songs a week. That was, like, six bucks a week. And That's most of the songs were pretty good Yeah, when it first came and out. And I was just, like, learning a lot of these rock songs. So I was in high school, like, by Parkview, like, listen to rap music, and I played basketball, so we all listened to rap music, thought we were cool. So I didn't know a lot about these rock songs, so, like, Guitar Hero 2 introduced me a lot to those, and learned a lot more in rock bands so I was buying all these songs I'm like these are great yeah it's a fun fun franchise we've had a lot of great parties with rock, yeah. band, rock band at the center and of we continue to have great parties we do yeah. it's like hey let's have a party for whatever what do y'all do let's play rock band a, it'll always deteriorate into a kind of a drunk rock, rock band, band. well don't call it deteriorate call it no it's, evol- it's <laughs> evolution basically so. um, I think the uh, I, I read that Pokemon X and Y sold a million copies faster than any other 3DS game out there yet. So Is that combining X and Y into one sales number? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. And it's that worldwide launch all at once. Yeah. So yeah. That's still it, impressive. That's still awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. there aren't as many people with 3DSs as there were with DSIs or, you know, DS lights or whatever. So mm. that system sells well, but I don't know if it's going to ever kind of reach the mass market craziness of the original DS. I think it'll keep so. going. I mean, yeah. just like with the Wii, everybody said the 3DS was doom and gloom and not going to make it when it first came out. And now everybody's like, I love my 3DS. It's so great. Now Pokemon, like all these games are out. Yeah. So we'll see. We know a lot of people that don't have 3DSs yeah. yet. And there's people kind of clinging on to their older system. I know so. a lot of people that didn't have 3DSs up until Pokemon came then out. They kinda, and then they were like, like this is why it. I'm that was the 3DS. And that's it. So now they have a 3DS, so we'll see more and more games coming out for that, especially now that more people have, well, either that or the 2DS, because I actually do have a friend with a 2DS. We've sold it at our store. We've sold yeah. a lot of 2DS systems, more than I thought we Are we yeah. selling those like with Pokemon or just in general? No, just no they're in just general. for sale. Okay. $130, $130. Yep. Do not buy one of those and play the new Zelda game. No. Don't do we it. Need 3D you need the 3D for that. We'll talk game. on that more next week because yeah. it comes out, but do not... Turn that 3D slider on when you play The Link Between Worlds. Trust me. Trust me. You absolutely need it. I think uh, we saw Atlas is teasing some kind of Persona announcement. Announcement, yeah. what, Do you know anything about that? Uh, what? Um, no, I just um, read it very briefly that they, uh, you know, they're teasing a Persona. Yeah, we, uh, is there a timetable on that? No, there isn't. No. Is it a, an announcement for a game, or is it an announcement for the Persona movie that they're releasing? No idea. Well, actually, there was a recent trailer that came out for mm-hmm. the Persona Three movie, 
But, I mean, months ago, maybe a year right. ago, they bought the license for Persona 5. This like was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. like the, the name, the, the, the website, and the domain, website domain, name domain and everything. Stuff, yeah. So, I mean, we know um, it's a comic. They said it's been in development. I just... What do you put that on? You put that on PS3. You It'll put it on Vita. Yeah. You know. It would make more sense for it to come out on PS3 next year. Because there's still games like Dark Souls and stuff coming out on PS3 next year. But yeah. it was just so weird releasing Persona 4 in 08. Two years after the PS3 came out. Three years after the 360 came out. Yeah. And by that point, like I didn't even know they were still making PS2 games. Let alone... Well, back then for me, some weird Japanese... RPG, but right. yeah, I just, now I'm geared up for it. I just don't trust, like, oh, we have an announcement planned, you guys. Because, I hate like, it when they announce an announcement. Yeah, yeah. I, I never I trust done. those anymore because I think it was a few years back <laughs> and the Pokemon company came out and they were like, guys, we have a Pokemon game coming out. We're going to announce it soon. Aren't you guys so excited? And, like, everybody's, like, all skeptical about everything and we're all excited. It was Poke Park 2. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh, I don't, I don't, and granted, I loved Poke Park. I just, want to say so it looks like that persona announcement will actually be um this sunday mm. so very okay. soon and i saw over the week i saw someone had a had a resume where they had uh, on their history of, of work they had it was listed uh persona the golden two on their resume or, or like oh, a, a second part to that so i don't know if this is going to be a vita announcement or if it's going to be the golden. That's my next question: Is what if Persona Five is on a handheld? I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would like to. So. I've only played a, pers- or a Persona games on Me handheld, too. so I'm okay with that. I played also, three portable and four golden. So if you're listening to this right now, there's a bunch of Atlas games in the Persona franchise on sale on uh, PSN for Vita or for PSP, so you can get. Uh, some games half price if you haven't That's played awesome. uh, any of the Persona games that are on on PlayStation Portable then you can get those on sale right now I never played 3 on the PS2 but from what I've seen of it I think the play Persona 3 Portable is the oh, yeah. play that superior game. version because I, I think Persona 3 has a better story but Persona 4 has better gameplay and you get Persona 4 gameplay and a Persona 3 story exactly 3 story. yeah so we will figure out what they're doing and talk about that next week. That's yeah. pretty much it. Hopefully for it's good news. news. Hopefully it is good news. I don't have anything else unless you have anything for... I have some emails. Oh, that's great. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. Um, Anthony writes in again, our favorite emailer from Tokyo. First of all, let's say congratulations to Anthony. He says that while he, he hasn't been writing in the last couple of weeks because he's been busy proposing to his girlfriend. All right. Congratulations. 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 I just uh, did that this summer, so I know the feeling. So congrats and good luck to y'all. Um, he also said his brother was in town and he was taking him around to places like Super Potato. Oh, yeah, that's where I want to go. So yeah. that's awesome and fun. Anthony, you have to tell us some cool places to go because Stephen and I will actually be visiting Japan 2014. Yeah, about a year from now, actually. Yeah, so, so yeah. for Christmas and New Year, Yay. we'll be there for three weeks, mm-hmm. hopefully. But yeah, it's in the future. You better bring <laughs> me a black Charizard. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> they hand those out at the airport. Maybe DS while so. you're there. Oh uh, yes. Well, Have you can't really do that well, though, because yeah, then you, you won't well, work I don't well care. here at all. So but <laughs> I need this. I saw I my Pikachu thing. 3DS XL in his box. I'm in the box. With that, you so can buy Japanese games, like you know. As long as you just learn Japanese real quick, it can't be that hard, right? Right. Anyway. I kid, of course. I, I, that was a joke. 
Um, okay, so Anthony's question. He has a couple. First question. How long will it be before a few of our legacy games, such as Pong, Frogger, ColecoVision, etc., are lost in time and so obsolete that they cannot be played anymore without emulators? Also, how long till nobody even has the ROM for such games? Um, I guess I, I'll start. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I play a lot of retro games all the time, and, and um, I, I find that like games, like you know, like Frogger and things like that, they're they're ported to everything. I had Frogger on my calculator in eighth everything. grade math class. I mean, everything has, and and even if it's not exactly necessarily Pong. It's like Adam and I were playing the playroom, and that air hockey game is Pong. So even if it's not the exact same game, it is, in a sense, the same game. Because a lot of things, a lot of newer games even still being made today are taking inspiration from old games. They're taking those elements, those important parts of that, you know, classical, simple concept, and they're making it into something else. So I don't necessarily think that it's going to be you know, lost forever, there's still going to be these elements that are going to persist throughout, you know, all video games that are made. Um, you know, uh, the first Super Mario Brothers, for instance, was like a huge deal as far as platforming games went. And, you know, almost all platforming games now take influence from that. Mm -hmm. So even if, you know, and I know Nintendo's doing very well right now, but, you know, if Mario were to just up and die, okay, like hypothetically, I still think that these platforming games are still going to take influence from that. So the games won't necessarily be dead. As far as being able to play them again, that I can't really answer because I don't really know, you know. I think physically those cartridges yeah. can only last so long, I don't, maybe 100 years. or you know, A disc will not last as long as a cartridge yeah. will. So people are having problems with their original PS1 games kind of not dry rotting, but getting ruined from just being stored improperly. So, I was crap. having problems with some GameCube games a while back. Like, I, you know. And the discs look fine. You'll If you look at your disc and if it's just not been stored properly, they'll just be a spot on the front of the disc that you can just see through. What is, uh, what is proper? What is improper? Mine's sitting on my shelf. Stacked up, kind of. Just mm -hmm. stacked up. Yeah, so we really do have this kind of um, duty uh, to preserve uh games as they were created just like yeah. anything like an art form like a book or a movie or a poem or a painting and if we if we if we lose 100% of the the way something was created then it's it, you can't ever get it back and I, I agree with Rachel I think it's really important and great that these newer games take so much influence from from the history of games but we all agree I'm sure we all agree that it's it's so vital that every game that that that's on record no matter what the game is but if, if someone made it and it was put out there there's got to be a way to have a, a just a record of, of what of what it is in, in the form of what it, of how it was made I and how you could play it so because if we if and whether if 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 we can't keep cartridges forever you know 200 years from now if, if our children's 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 children you know can't have access to that just to, to find out what the history of games were um, right. digitally I mean emulation it, it works well enough but it's not the same as just plugging in a cartridge that's going to be my next question is how y'all felt about emulators I, I'm not a huge fan of them but if that's the only way to have access to something then you know it's it's fine but I mean obviously like I'm not okay with it if it's like oh man I'm going to go emulate uh, you know Pokemon 
Pokemon or or even well, I mean, I guess maybe Pokemon like okay, if if you don't have a Game Boy and if you don't have you know what I understand those games came out like 15 years ago, like okay, but like uh, Dishonored, like oh yeah, I'm gonna go emulate Dishonored, <laughs> like okay, no, that game just came out, like you can go buy it or download a demo, um, like that I'm not okay with, but I I I, I agree with Stephen on that. I I think that and you know things like uh like multicades. You know that are, I realize that those are a little less common, but that is still a way for you know, because I actually there's a multicade in the break room, uh, you know at EA, and you know there are so many games that I had never heard of, never played before that I'm playing there, and I'm like, wow, this game's this game's kind of fun, you know, things like that. So it's it's nice to have that, and and I think that there should be more of that because you know I, I video games are an art. And you know it's it's important to preserve stuff like somebody that. worked real hard to create yeah. even the simplest game that was ever made, and if it it would be a shame if it was lost in the way it was made. You know? and, yeah. and this medium is so young. I mean, it's only been around. Like yeah, I don't twenty five thirty. I can't think of anything like, that's newer. I right. mean, it's, I mean, as far as like a, it's like the original like the silent films. Everybody's like, those are classics. You can't get rid of those. But you think games like well, that's just kids stuff. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, I think this question's interesting because, like, things disappearing or not being able to get your hands on things, as long as the internet is kept pretty wide open, you'll be able to get things like that. Like, whenever I was younger, there was this one PC game I played with my best friend called Pepper's Adventure in Time, and that was a Sierra game? Yeah, it was a Sierra DOS Um, adventure game. Yeah, DOS adventure game. And, like... This game, I mean, if you look it up on game FAQS, like it, there's not a lot of information about it. You Google it, you might see a few screenshots, yeah. but it's mostly, you know, it's just this really different. Like I don't know, it was a lot of fun. We had so much fun with it, and Steve, I had Steven search the internet for it. Yeah, I mean, exhaustively, you know, hours spent, and finally found it. So if he can find Pepper's Adventure in Time. And get it to run. On and that was the problem because I had the files for for years, but it took me a while to get it to actually work. And especially, that's not a, a big deal with console games, but with computer games, it's very difficult yeah. to get older games I heard that. working and running yeah. on newer newer hardware. You know, running the way they they ran originally. Right. But we finally got it to work yeah. with the sound running and. Just having to go through all those hoops to find a right. game from her childhood. It shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't. You know? But, I mean, the fact that you were able to find it means that I, there's there's somebody else out yeah, there. Someone wanted yeah. it more and than we did. As and long as we have internets, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll find that person that's got what you need. So, I mean. You all want to know something funny? When I was little, uh, we had all these consoles, you know, growing up. Like, we had an Atari 2600 or it might have been a 7800, whatever it was. Uh, we, we had an, an Atari console, and we had a, uh, you know, we had our Nintendo consoles and our, our Sega consoles and things like that. But um, when my brothers sold all of that, and after my N64 got stolen, I just thought that that was irreplaceable. Because, you know, obviously that stuff was out, it was out of print, you know, by the time I was old enough to fester mm-hmm. on my own money for it. And I had no idea that stores like Gameware existed. Like, I was just like, I'm never going to be able to find this again. Because people, I, I just thought that, I was like, people don't keep this. Because obviously my brothers are selling it. So, like, what, like, I had no idea. 
And then, like, I found Gamer, and I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And I, I, I feel like a lot of people have that attitude, you know, when they come in the store. They're like, wow, you guys have all this cool stuff. And it's just, like, as long as, like, stuff like that keeps it alive, you know? So. It's up to us. Yeah. <laughs> we are the future. <laughs> so. And, you know, I don't even know if, if any of this stuff's being archived, you know, in the Library of Congress, if there's anything officially. I mean, there's, like, the Smithsonian Museum, museum but you mean, know. Like, and and the fact is that it that these original the the cartridges and these discs are only gonna last so long. Yeah, yeah. You just can't. They're not gonna. It's not like a painting or something where it'll last right. forever. They're gonna the the chips are gonna rot and degrade and and all that stuff's gonna be lost eventually. So there has there's gonna have to be another way to access it because you can't just keep your Tomba PS1 disc forever. It's just <laughs> yeah. gonna it's gonna stop working one day. Man, I'm scared. I feel like we should go check all of our yeah, PS1 yeah. games right now. If you, haven't, like, if you haven't lately, go look at your games and make sure that they're not, you know, destroying themselves. And don't don't leave them sitting out either. Just well, yeah, of course not. Put it, keep them in their boxes. Because <laughs> so, it, we have too much invested in, in, in this stupid little closet we don't ever open. And it would be a shame if those games just stopped working. So... Yeah. This got really somber. Yeah, it <laughs> got really. But a good question. But you know the yeah, digital big... future. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. Right. Just re-download Killer Instinct and just play Jago somewhere. And then the servers go down. And you have to pay to re-access them or whatever. But yeah. there will always be someone with a ROM of something. We'll we'll find that. <laughs> have it put all all our PSPs because that's apparently what people <laughs> yeah. use those for anyway. So sadly. Yeah. <laughs> so Anthony's second question is also pretty good. Um. He asks, where do you see games and their storylines being at in the future? Will they copy television and film, or will eventually film copy games in terms of narrative? Ooh. Mm. It's interesting, because I know a lot of people, like when you were playing DC Universe Online earlier... We, well, we just skipped the... I mean, okay, it's... Oh, it's that's, okay. that's a me thing. That's yeah, yeah, ask Renee. I will uh, skip a video sequence, because I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> I watch all the cuts. Like, yeah, most people do. I'm weird. Well, no, because I see on NeoGaf and stuff, and, and even on Reddit, like people constantly talking about skipping cutscenes. They just want to play it. Like, well, how the no, what, what the hell are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> so I'm playing Diablo three, like when it came out, and people are gonna think I'm crazy. But so I'm playing Diablo three, and the second the cutscenes come on, I'm just like, nope, I don't care, and I just skip it because like I don't give then a how shit. How do you know what you're doing? I click on the monster and kill it. That's all I care about. I don't care about but the story why in that are you game. Doing it. What is your agency in this game? Because like, I what just are you want more experience points. <laughs> I really don't care about them. that. Not every game is like that. Just go play Diablo one. I did. I, we quit playing Diablo three and we reinstalled two. Actually. So. Yeah, I, I have Diablo two. I used to play Diablo two a lot with my older brother. But do you do you find that because you don't like games storylines? You just find no, them boring. I just didn't shallow, care or? at that moment. Okay. Just didn't care. Just, now Diablo older games would have been different. I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I'm older. Yeah. And I don't have as much time. But there a story in a video game. I can't remember the last video game that, that story amazed me, except for something like like Quant- Quantic Dream stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you're playing Heavy Rain or you're playing Beyond Two Souls. You're playing it because of the story. You're not playing either of those games because you love the game's mechanics. Mm-hmm. But 98, 99, 100, almost 100% of the games that people buy and play are just experiences that they want. They're, they're playing Madden or they're playing Call of Duty. They're playing online with other people. I see, I see stories and games becoming less important yeah. every year that we move forward. Well, and you know, that kind of started 
uh, it, it kind of started out that way too. I mean, you know, right. when when you have a, when you have a limited yeah. cartridge space, you're going to focus on like how you want the game to play because you want it to be fun because you want it to sell. So any story element that was in you know an old NES game or it was on the front game, of the box. It was on the it was in a manual. Yeah, yeah or the front of the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it, it, that, that was a story. That wasn't anything important because you just wanted the game to play because you had only so much space and only so much you know power to work with. My thing, because I'm the opposite of Steven, it's funny. We're the, so different. The <laughs> most important thing to me in a video game is the story. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me playing. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree with that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I'm playing Disguise 4, you know, whenever it came out. And near the end, that game got really hard. Yeah. And I just, there, were, there would be times where I would just go through like an hour trying to get through this one section, you know, because Disguise 4 is a strategy RPG. And I would fail. And even after an hour or two, you know, trying to go through this and failing, the one thing that kept me going, the story. Because I wanted to know what happened to those little sprites on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think RPGs are a perfect example of, yeah. of stories that, you know, you play this game for the story. But I, we said it every episode of this podcast since we started, where are the RPGs? There are no RPGs. Mm-hmm. They're on handhelds. They're seldomly coming out on consoles. So... And, and yeah, of course, the RPG genre, you, you play it for its story. And maybe when RPGs were younger, the stories made more sense because they were simple. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they kind of went astray. And now they're not really around anymore because people aren't buying them like they used to. So, right. um, But yeah, of course, you play an RPG for its story. But people aren't playing Call of Duty because they want to know what happens to price or mm-hmm. soap. And I don't even know who those people are. <laughs> They play it because they want to go online with their buds or whatever. But I'm that's not a worried about Call of Duty players because I feel like those are the people that 10 years from now, even though they, they bought their Call of Duty and played it, they're just, yeah, they're, they're fair weather, yeah, they're you know. Gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not, they're not playing video games. Mm. That's for kids. But like people who play RPGs or you know, games for stories, they're constantly wanting that experience. And we are. And honestly, I mean, even like Zelda games, I yeah. play it for a story. Exactly. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and man. so many peop- other people say that they play it for the puzzles and... Well, that makes know, it fun. And, exactly. But you, the story in a Zelda game is so important. Exactly. It's huge. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I, I play a lot of my games for the story. Like, yeah. I could, I could, a game could be a great mechanically, but it's got a shit story. I, I think it's a bad game. And I yeah. think um, that I don't think they're going to start copying film because film is just a, compl- a completely tired Yeah, thing. I don't and see it's any a, correlation. It's a two-hour thing where you sit down and watch it, not a 10- or 12-hour experience that you're controlling. Yeah, I don't you're see part of the action. games becoming more like movies. I don't see movies becoming... I mean, a movie can't become more like a game. That's and where they try to make game movies, they're always shit. The yeah. Wizard. The well, Wizard the is wizard. just... You, you can't top the best, and that was the best, so... <laughs> Um, not even mechanically. Like I, I'm, I'm not one to even care really about graphics. Like, yeah, I like it when games are cute, and I like it when games are pretty, and I like, you know, I understand that like some games, like Journey, for instance, are graphically, you know, meant to make you feel a certain way whenever it comes on the screen, and like I, I, I get that, but that's not something. That's not a priority to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't need something that's like it needs to be visually realistic and. Like, it needs to look amazing. Like, it doesn't need that for me. It just needs to be a good game. Well, it's weird because growing up, I mean, 
before the HD era, and that's how I was. I was like, graphics were like, this needs, this game looks so awesome. Like, yeah. they can play like shit, but it looks so good. Yeah, yeah and, and that, now, that's like a priority <laughs> to people. And now I don't know if it's kind of matured or I've gotten more into the industry and, and play a whole lot of more games. But now I can appreciate different art styles of different games and like them more. And maybe now it's because these consoles are so powerful. When I played something like LA Noir, when it was like the uncanny valley feeling and these things look too real, weird. I don't yeah. like that yeah, anymore. I don't, I don't like want it. to look super good. I like the cell shaded art style of Borderlands or the way the art of Wind Waker HD looks. Like those just look really gorgeous to yeah. me and they're completely different types of graphics or whatever. Right. So I'll tell you one game this generation that for me perfectly married the mechanics of a game that is a traditional game with a story that kept me interested in what was going on was Catherine. Yes, Catherine's I was thinking yeah. that. And, and really the gameplay kind of the way it's it's such a twitch kind of puzzle game and you're mm-hmm. it really does tie into the the kind of the problems that vincent is having as a main character you know in his mind in this dream world where you're climbing these towers and these enemies that are fighting you are kind of like pieces of of your worst nightmares mm-hmm. from what's happening in your real life and i, I don't i wish we Catherine's had more games great. like Catherine. yeah but, you know <laughs> that's a story i'm interested in that's our alice announcement Catherine too Catherine <laughs> 2. Give me Catherine on the Vita. Game. I'll buy it again. I'll pay oh, def- $50 that would, be, for, that would be fun. I know. Just yeah. Catherine was great. Because yeah. I was thinking that when Renee was talking about, like, you know, story and keeping you going. Because I put down Catherine after maybe the fifth boss or so. Because I was like, this boss is frustrating. But then I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I have to finish this game because I, you know, I, I want to know what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't, it's just hard because. Games are. Just, I don't want to put this. For a game to be interesting, you want to feel like you're involved in it. Yeah. So games like Mass Effect or whatever, where you can affect the. Well, okay, Mass Effect is not example. Mass Effect. But. <laughs> or like. <laughs> and games where your decisions matter and they affect the outcome. That that's what's fun. That makes you feel like it's your story. It's your personalized experience. Mass Effect did. was a bad example. Right. But that just takes a lot more development time and a lot more money and a lot more resources to come up with. A, write all those endings, and B, develop them I out. like simulating games. Right. Harvest Moon. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm tired of getting burned on the, the good or bad choice games, because I've played too many of them, mm-hmm. where the whole game, you ha- you know you decide whether I'm going to be good or bad, and I go closer towards one end, mm-hmm. and then you get to the end of the game, and it's just like, well, what's your decision? Because yeah. you could just be either right now. So it's like, why, yep. why the whole game are you asking me which way to go? And- when at the end, I can just choose them. Well, Catherine kind of did that. However, the inner monologue was... I like this. Yeah. yeah. The, the, all the decisions that you made throughout the game only affected your inner monologue. And the last like little section is what determined your ending. Well, and when you went through those choices in Catherine, it wasn't like when you play Mass Effect or something. Like, obviously, this is the good right. one. Right. It's the bad one. You don't know what you're picking. Yeah. Would you like what to murder the me? orphans? <laughs> or would you like to, like, buy flowers for old ladies? Like, like, this what? is the two you could choose what? from. And you answer a question, like, why the hell did mine just go to blue? What the hell does blue mean? Yeah, Why did that mean? go back to red? What, it, 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 that's what it makes it great. It doesn't tell you what it means till the very end of the game. That's, that's funny, because that happened in Pokemon. It was like, hit this blue button or hit this red button. And I was like, what? <laughs> which one do I pick? You didn't tell me which one was good which Bad. So yeah. Pokemon has choices now. <laughs> it was just that one section. It doesn't really all the matter. Pokemon it doesn't even matter what you pick. Which which Pokemon pill do I take to join Team Rocket? So. <laughs> Still waiting on a Pokemon game where I can be Team Rocket. <laughs> that would be funny. So I think overall, I mean, going forward into the future, I mean, 
I think games are just going to become bigger and bigger. I think storylines will be focused less on, except for the niche market of RPGs yep. or something. That's kind of what we have come up with, just just because. And you know, most people like Call of Duty Bros. Just mm-hmm. they just want to go online with their friends. They don't care about story. And that's not really new. I mean, oh well, yeah, I know that's been going on for a while with just shooters. But I think uh, a lot of people's stories that get out of video games now we don't and we don't experience it as much but some people's stories are those experiences that they have it's not the game at all it's it's let me tell you about this time that i was playing and this cool thing happened and now on this new console i can record it and shoot a video up online and it's not a story thematically but it's it's you can see my experience now and you can see how i how I played this game, and you can maybe feel the way I felt, mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with a plot device. Right. You know? Something like Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Um, I wish I could have recorded some of that and, yeah. and put that up because that's a game that's the story. There's a story, but you're really playing it for the gameplay, yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's it's when you're having that. Ex- that's when the experience becomes the story. When I tell something of you know something that happened when, when I was playing that game, and and how I got past this boss or, or right. what I did or how I right. cheated in air quotes, you know? And so story maybe doesn't always have to be a narrative. Um, maybe it can just be the That's experience. Right. So well, you know, not story in, in some games, just it sometimes isn't, a, you know, like you were saying, it's not, you know, necessary. Like when we were playing DuckTales remastered, <laughs> like there's a lot of story, there's a lot that. of story in that. And, and like, okay, yeah, I get, you know, could, it's nice. Cause you know, the NES game didn't really have that much of a, cause it's an NES game, but, but it's almost a hindrance but to the it game. Was, it was, yeah, it slows down your, your experience. And I just, it was just too it's, much. And we said it before. It's cool yeah. that they hired the 93 year old yeah. voice actor to you be screwed with duck again. You need to find a good balance of everything. It should have asked you, would you like a bunch of cutscenes? Yeah. When you start playing the game, you can say yes or no, and then choose it. Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe what they're going for now in the, the next gen, because all E3 was last year, is what something that looks like a single player experience I would pull out. You'd be playing multiplayer. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's. No, I'm just saying maybe now that, that they're that going hundred for... thousand people playing Ducktales. It's just oh like a hundred Scrooge McDucks on the screen at once. That'd be cool. What maybe what they're going for is like what you said, Stephen. Where it's now more of your own story and your own experience. You are the story. Are the story. <laughs> See, right there. So thank you, Anthony. Those are some awesome questions. Also, shit. sorry if we didn't really answer them the yeah. way you wanted us to. <laughs> so, uh, so we didn't really talk about Hollywood at all. Um, I don't know. Video games movies suck. Video game movies suck. So. Well, those do suck. Cloak but. and Dagger is actually very good. That's not okay. That's a movie I, about video games. But I think it should count. But. But like the little kids, like okay, the the plot of Cloak and Dagger. This is a total side tangent that doesn't need to happen right now. Um, so the the plot is like they they are playing this like Atari game, which is Cloak and Dagger, and there are these spies that are like in the game, and the little kid like his imaginary friend is the main character from the game, but there are these spies in real life that have a cartridge of this game that has, like, secret government information, so it's like he's playing the video game in the movie. It's like War Games. It is like War it's Games, games. but it's, gr- it's great. It's great. It's Go check it out. Go to Blockbuster and rent it. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> our, second, our second email tonight is from Hikari. He says, Greetings, Game War Express crew. Hikari again. My question is, what is the most memorable player punch that you've experienced in a game? In other words, a moment in a game, usually by you, the player's actions, that makes you feel stupid or horrible. 
Um, there are several for me in, in Borderlands 2, but the only one I remember feeling genuinely angry was, and he spoils a game, so I'm not going to spoil a game. Okay. So basically it just sounds like, what in a game did you have to do maybe controlling the player that made you feel bad as the player? Mine's easy. When I played Telltale's The Walking Dead, the decisions that you made, you had to make in that game made you feel like a horrible person. Even playing the 400 Days DLC, I was just like, came away from that being like, man, I feel like shit now. I remember why that game is like that. But yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't fun. That's why I'm just like, oh, decisions. And like, I don't want to feel bad after I make a decision. That's not going to make me want to be more decisive. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I, uh, you know, I I honestly can't really think of like, because I don't really play a lot of games per se that like are solely based on my decisions or like, you know, like well, this, that's not necessarily his well, question. Well, right, of course, but you know, I was just ba- you know going off of your example. But I think the only moment that I can really think of is whenever you're playing a Mario game, <laughs> like Super Mario World. Okay, and you you get on Yoshi. And there are certain times where you have to jump off of Yoshi <laughs> to get onto a higher platform, so you leave Yoshi falling to his death. Um, <laughs> that I feel genuinely bad for, because I really like Yoshi and I always want to save him, but I have to bounce off of him to get to the platform, so sorry, Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine is pretty stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I guess um, whenever, sometimes I'm playing Pokemon and like someone throws out a Raichu, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> my baby. Um, I don't like killing, not killing, but I don't like making making the Pokemon that I like faint. It makes me so sad if they have another Pokemon that I really, really like. Or my other one, well, Rachel was. Oh my god, Renee. So in in Pokemon, um, in Pokemon X and Y, don't you, do do you feel terrible when you watch their death animations in 3D, like them fall over to the Yeah, it feels just like like stadium. I feel like a terrible person. I'm just like, like killing a Go-Goats and, or I'm sorry, Skittos and stuff, oh, and I'm just like, they just flop over. You're just so like, sad. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Some of them don't look too sad to faint, which is kind of funny. I can't think of any specifics, but mm-hmm. like, I had to go up against a person with a Reuniculus, and I love that Pokemon mm-hmm. and make him faint. I was so sad. But I guess my other one is like, not that it's so much like an obvious player punch, because you don't, I don't know, there's no reaction to it, but Whenever you play a Harvest Moon game and say, like, oh, you can't decide, like, who you want to marry. So you might bump them all up to, like, pink hearts. And it's like, (laughs) okay, well, I'll make the decision for this one. And, like, pink means that they're in love with you. So you're still going through the game after you get married. All the girls in town still in love with you. Breaking hearts. (laughs) So that's kind of depressing. Doesn't, like, if you you make Karen fall in love with you, but you don't choose Karen, doesn't she get, like, really mad at you? I thought she gets, like, really pissed at you if you don't choose her whenever you make her fall in love with you. I don't know about the PlayStation version, um, Mineral Town. Oh, I was thinking, like, uh, N64. In 64 version, if she doesn't already move out before you pick somebody else, um, I mean, she usually ends up marrying Kai, you oh, know, yeah, another character. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's one bad thing. That's one thing that's not too bad about 64, but in later versions, they either take that out... Or they just don't... It's not featured in the game. So, yeah. It's interesting. That's my player punch, I I guess. Ellie, too. Ellie's good. You know, in Harvest Moon 64, there's a really sad scene where she talks about how, like, sad... How upset she is that she's fat. 
It's like, oh, poor Ellie. Yeah. She's very self-conscious. So, poor baby. Yeah. Steven? Steven, I don't really have one uh, other than the Earthworm Gem when you're told to launch that cow on the first level. Oh, God. And I don't quite know why I did that or why I'm supposed to do that. But you really can't go further in the game unless you, unless you do that. So you launch the cow by dropping that refrigerator on a counterweight <laughs> and it just launches them into space. And then later in the game... That same cow oh, yeah. is like flying through space with a. Another one that I just thought of is in the Pikmin series. Oh, when you oh, when you don't yeah. get all that your Pikmin on the spaceship. That's not really voluntary. But I know, yeah, but and, and you have to watch them. You can work them hard die. to find all those Pikmin. It's true. That is the worst. <laughs> you have to watch them die. And, and you know, I don't really play a lot of shooters, but if you've not played Spec Ops: The Line, this is a game 100% based on this premise, this oh, player really? punch premise. So you're. You're, and I've, I haven't played through the whole game, so I don't know the crux of the, the story, but you're basically uh, in this military situation, uh, assuming that you're the hero in this whole game, and it's kind of based on Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, so it's it's this inner monologue of you leading the squad through this, uh, this scenario uh, where you, you think you're doing the right thing, but you find out halfway through the game that you're very much doing the wrong thing, <laughs> and that you are kind of the villain uh, of this whole, you know, I don't know what you would call it, but it's not a skirmish because it's not an actual conflict. Yeah, so you're you're just you're basically murdering uh, U.S. soldiers as you're wow. going as a U.S. soldier. Uh, the game's messed up. So, um, got that for free on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> My weekly pitch for that. That was a long time ago, but that game's that game make you feel bad. So, hmm. if you want to feel bad? Go play. It. <laughs> you you have that in your catalog. I you do, should at least. Play it. Yeah, so. Um, all right, y'all. Thanks for the emails. Uh, that's GameWareExpress at gmail.com. Don't be other people. That's not Hikari and Anthony. Don't be afraid to email us. It's Stop okay. being so quiet. But they should afraid. keep yeah, emailing Hikari us Yeah, Hikari and Anthony too. definitely still keep e- emailing. Yeah, they should. Thank we you have so much. We had some good questions this week. That was, that was some yeah. good discussion. So I appreciate yeah. it. Um, new releases. There are a lot of new releases today, guys. There are a lot of new releases last week, and they're all today. Yeah, more Friday stuff. Fire them off. So, Super Mario 3D World comes out today on your Nintendo Wii U. We talked about that earlier. The Legends of Zelda A Link Between Worlds comes out on your 3DS. Rachel's getting that special edition bundle. Play that game with the 3D on, guys. I promise you it's worth it. Um, Mario Party Island Tour, the new Mario Party game on Nintendo 3DS, comes out tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, Renee's like, she really didn't know that was a game. So that's a game, and only one sucker has to buy it, and everyone can play together. How fun is that? Not it. (laughs) That commercial commercial looks really bad. It's super super cheesy. I've not seen it. It's like a 90s commercial where like everyone is racially diverse, and like you have a red DS, and I have a blue DS, and Uh, Adam has a red 2DS, and Renee has a blue 2DS. Yes, and we're all playing, and we're all like smiling at each other, like, "Oh, we did it!" And like, "Oh, yeah." And then they all get Mario and Wario and Luigi and Waluigi mustaches. mustaches. It's really bad. Yeah, it's like a really cheesy. I'll check it out on YouTube. The the Link Between Worlds commercial also is like a really bad cheesy Mm -hmm. '90s commercial. Have you seen the new Wii U commercial? No, I haven't. The pitch. Go check it out. It's called the pitch. The dad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty terrible. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Um, Moving over to your PlayStation Vita, Media Molecule, people who made Little Bank Planet's new game, Tearaway, is out. And I hear it's getting fantastic reviews. Yeah, I want to play that. That's uh, one of the other things, besides Need for Speed Rivals, which I've now played, that I didn't get a chance to demo at E3. 
I'm a little bummed about that, but um, that looks adorable and fun. And then, of course, your Xbox One comes out today. So those launch titles, Forza 5, Rise, Son of Rome, Dead Rising 3, Crimson Dragon, Killer Instinct is free, and you can buy that upgrade. Jago. And Killer Instinct Classic on Xbox One, the Snooper Nintendo. That's cool. Wait, arcade? It has to be arcade. Probably. That's probably arcade. Uh, Loco Cycle, Zumba Fitness World Tour, Zoo Tycoon. Yeah, Zoo, Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon. Which actually here isn't too bad. Too bad it's a Walmart exclusive on Xbox One. Yeah. Or you can buy it at anywhere on your Xbox 360, 360. including GameWare. We have my, sister, my sister loves Zoo Tycoon back in 04, so she's excited about this one. Uh, but it's here it takes away half the fun stuff because it's made by people that call Connectables. Oh. So when you have your Connect, you can like... Explore your, you can explore your zoo and interact with the animals. She and all that loves crap, so. connectimals. I did she love connectimals. I think I just sold an Xbox <laughs> One today, y'all. You're welcome, Microsoft. Well, you could play it on the Xbox 360. Uh, so, you know. That was like the but one thing that... I had so much fun playing on connectors, connectimals. But it loses so the connect cute. features on 360. It's not oh, on there at all. There we go. That makes sense because there's no connect for the 360, <laughs> exactly. so can't do that. So. That's it. That's our new releases, or at least all the ones I could find. Uh, there are a couple other games coming out, like a new Ease game maybe is coming out on Tuesday, I think. But I don't know if that's a remake or. They're pretty much always remakes. Great. Yeah. So let's wrap the show. We just broke two hours, so let's wrap this up. Get out of here. I'm tired. <laughs> so, who wants to go first with their special stage? I have one. Okay. The second I read it, I was really excited about it. So. Um, one of my big things that the reason why I did not play Final Fantasy 13 was the voice acting. <laughs> the English voice acting for that game is just so terrible. Um, and we stopped playing it around three hours into it just because I, I could not stand it. And I really wish that they would have released some sort of, oh, I don't know, Japanese voice over pack <laughs> DLC. Well, Lightning Returns is coming out soon, and a Japanese voiceover pack will be available for it for free for the first two weeks. Honestly, I would pay for it. And (laughs) I can pay for it if I wait two weeks and just download it after that. that. So, I mean, I'll get it for free, but honestly, that's something I would have paid for. And, oh man, I mean, fingers crossed, I know they probably won't do it, but if they can do that for the other games too... Oh, I would totally go back and play mm-hmm. those games. Cause I mean, I, the, the games came out in Japan. Why can't they just yeah. take the audio? And... Exactly. You know, games. I need to maybe look into seeing if the Japanese versions have, like, uh, English, English subtitles. Because that happens a lot. Like Final Fantasy X, the mm-hmm. Japanese version, the final mix, had English subtitles. Um, so, or actually, I think it had the English voice acting in it. Oh, don't quote me on that, though. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so I'm really excited about that. And honestly, I might play that game. I might just, like, read Wikipedia on what happens on mm-hmm. the 13-13-2. Oh, Rachel and I are going to play through those eventually. We we'll let you know. Them. <laughs> All right. My old roommate was really into Final Fantasy thirteen, And I, I, I honestly, like, from what I heard of the music, because the music's not composed by the same guy who composed all of the other Final Fantasy games. It's, yeah, Uematsu, it's not composed by him. And I was like, why does this music sound bad? <laughs> yeah. And, like, she... You ever play Lost Odyssey? I have not. You should. Ooh. No. Oh. Alright, I want to start playing it right now, just yeah. talking about it. Oh my god. 
Um, but yeah, no, I just like, she had like one of those, it was the battle music. She had that set as her alarm every morning and I was like, I can't oh, wow. stand this. So I don't, I don't even know how much I want to play that game, but you know, I'll play it. I I'll heard that the Chocobo it. theme was like, there's singing to it. Like, That's... I'm riding a Chocobo and I'm, <laughs> then and I'm having so much fun. Well, la, 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 la. And 13-2 has the metal, has the metal Chocobo. Ride my chocobo. Like it's, <laughs> there's the terrible metal lyrics. So bad. So you want to so ride yeah. my chocobo? Yeah, check that out on YouTube too. <laughs> chocobo metal theme. So my special stage is how excited I am um, about that Japanese audio DLC. Oh, thank you, Squeenix. Wow, awesome. <laughs> That's good. Um, I guess I'm going to step on my soapbox a little bit for mine, just because I don't get very ranty. I'm not one of those people who like, has to post my thoughts on this like every five seconds on Facebook. But this really bothers me, and it might be slightly hypocritical because our store might be doing it too. But it really bothers me how all these retail stores for Black Friday are pushing their times up into Thanksgiving. A lot of stores are opening at 5 and 6 p.m. on Thursday. We're officially not doing that. We're not? Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so now I feel less bad about going off this rant. Yeah. Because it was one thing when Black Friday, all the stores opened at like 5 a.m. That was fine. You spent time with your family on Thanksgiving. You went and got in line at like midnight, and stores opened at 5, and you did whatever. To me, that seemed also seemed more of a challenge. Once you push that up to midnight where the stores open, I mean, you know. It's too easy. It's too easy. I'm up anyway. You gotta earn those sales. Stay Mm -hmm. up all night. And now that they're pushing it into Thanksgiving, like... How greedy do you have to be as a corporation? I mean, sure, you have those idiots who spend their entire Thursday of Thanksgiving in line waiting. But that's their prerogative. Don't make your employees come in on Thanksgiving, taking time away from their families to go sell these, you know, $200 TVs. Like, it can wait. In my opinion, like, that is ridiculous. And when I was at Best Buy, if they told me I'd had to come in on Thanksgiving to work, I would have taken my blue shirt off right there and told them they could shove it. Like, don't take time for my family because you're a huge corporation and you can't wait six more hours to put your TVs on sale. Uh, I will say, you know, a couple years ago, back in 2011, uh, I think that was the first year that I was aware of, at least, that the mall was doing a midnight sale for for Black Mm -hmm. Friday. And, um, you know, I I swung by Brookstone because I worked there at the time. And uh, there were, the mall was deserted. There was nobody there. Really? Yeah, no, no, nobody was there, and I didn't have to wait in line to go into any of the store. Like, I mean, yeah, there are people there, mm-hmm. but it, it was busier on just a normal mall Saturday than it was at that midnight sale for Black Friday. And I mean, obviously, it's gotten bigger as more people have found out about it, I guess. But you know, it's just that I just remember that first year thinking, like, well, this is dumb. No one's here. Like, why would they even bother to do this? But I guess now more and more people start to want that. So. I'm really excited for Steven's answer, so I'm going to answer real quick in this. And at Gameware, working there, you get three days off concrete during the year, no matter what. You get Christmas, you get Easter, and you get Thanksgiving. And just having things, you know, that we would even have to, our, on our Thanksgiving Day the past two years, and not really for this year, maybe not, I don't know, depending on if we're going to be working that late shift, or I guess early shift. We would have to go to bed, like, you know, oh, let's eat lunch together, and oh, we have to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. So, good night, family. So, it just, 
you're supposed to have a good solid 24 hour you know day with you know sleeping and food and family but that just pushes it back so much to where it's just like I it's just my time before work before I have to go yeah mm-hmm. just like any other day yep so Steven I mean I had <laughs> I've had years before all this midnight junk started where I had to go to work on Thanksgiving day anyway uh, really? we, and we weren't open but I had to go <laughs> To set the store up and to make you know make sure it was ready, so, so and this was like I said this is before we started doing the midnight sales. So um, I mean that was my job. I just I had was to, there with you. Yeah, you went. You'd go. And I, I mean, <clears throat> one year on Thanksgiving Day, I think I was in the store for six or seven hours, uh-huh. and we weren't even opening. Not any, not that night. Not until the next morning. Um, but when I was working a long time ago, when I was working at the the cookie Great American Cookie Company, this would have been 1998. Or ninety nine, and and we were working through midnight for uh, for the next day. This would have been Thanksgiving night, and with the mall wasn't opening until six a.m. But we were there because we had to bake cookies. We had to get right. there before the mall opened. And I noticed that at three at three a.m. or two a.m., people were lining up outside the KB Toys, and the KB Toys doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but then it was a toy store. And this was the first time I'd really noticed that people were kind of going earlier than I had seen in the past. Because mm-hmm. in that, that year, that was the first first store in the mall that was going to open. They were going to open at 4 a.m. And the rest of the mall was going to open at 7. Wow. Um, and, and it just, like you said, just keeps getting pushed up, pushed up further and further. So, it's, you know, it's not going to stop until all the stores are open all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another work day. <laughs> and then why even bother closing Christmas Day? You know why not just stay open? That when I just yeah. don't know when it's going to stop. It's just so it's ridiculous. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I learned we're not doing it. I mean, yeah, we'll open at midnight, right? I mean, but, okay. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it either. And um, whatever, because people you can't you can't have a store open for 22 hours and expect it to be consistently busy the whole time. So yeah. if we open at midnight, we may be busy until 3 a.m. But then from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., it'll be really slow, if not dead. And you know what's funny is that like this. This whole Black Friday phenomenon that happens, like, you know, it starts at midnight or 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Whenever it starts, it ends at, like, 2 in the afternoon for most big department stores on Black Friday. So what's the point? To make it all day on Black Friday and then just leave all of Thanksgiving free. I don't understand. I I always said I'd never go out on that day back, you know, a few years ago. And then I was working at Best Buy and I worked, you know, a couple of them. But now, the past couple of years, I haven't been there. But if I go to the mall, if the mall closes, what, like 10? I go over there yeah. like 7 or 8 after, no like, on, on Friday. Nobody. No one's there. I stroll right in. You still get some pretty good deserted. deals. Yeah. You don't get the door busters, but you still get pretty good deals, and no one's there. No one's there, because everything... The place looks like a wreck. Everything, but, everything ends at, like, 2 p.m., so every, everyone stops at, like, that... It, it, it's either, like, 2 or 4 p.m., and then after so that time, shit. it's just dead. But it's all about the moolah. But. It's all about the numbers. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. Steven, <laughs> Rachel, anybody else want to? Um, who else? Who else we got for your um, special stage? I, I I had something. Uh, I I basically, you know, with the release of all these games out and you know new hardware and new software to put in the hardware, it's it's uh, being a QA tester is very interesting. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, I'll be on Reddit or something, and I'll be reading reviews for a game, and a lot of people tend to blame... They, they want to put the blame on someone. Like, this game is bad, so, like, 
it's the QA team's fault because they didn't find these bugs, or it's the dev team's fault because they didn't do this, or it's the publisher's fault because they decided to publish this crappy game, etc., etc., etc. And it's just you got to take into consideration like that it might not just be like this one. Like I've seen so many things on the internet just complaining and complaining and complaining about QA teams. Like, oh, the QA here sucks. Like, blame the QA if it's buggy. Like. You gotta understand that, like, as a QA tester, you find bugs, and you drop them, and then that's all you do with them. Like, you, you have no further say on what happens to that bug, what happens to the game, because you don't develop it. You're not, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't make games, um, I don't, I don't play them for a living either. It's, it's one of those things that, that people don't seem to understand, like, that's not the QA's decision. And, and sometimes, it's not even the developer's decision. Sometimes publishers have like a certain like you have a year to finish this game, and that's that is no time, no time at all. And that's why movie games that come out, you know, games that are based on movies are always generally crappy because you only have a, a limited time frame to release them before this movie comes out, and that's no time to make a game. That's nothing. So it's not. Sometimes it's not even on the development team. You know, it. it there's just so many things that go in. You know. I'm not trying to, I guess, make excuses for bad games. Like, bad games are gonna happen, and that's fine. It's just, you gotta, like, you can't just, like, put the blame on someone like that. Like, it's just not, I don't know. It just bothers me. Like, I just don't think that people should be so, like... Right, if, until, if, they, until they know what right, the process if, is if, to do this. If you've never had to do it yourself, then you don't really have a right to say anything about it, I think, in my opinion. But well, I'm anonymous on the internet, so I can do it yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. I was just like, that just drives me crazy. But yeah, that's just my thing. Don't 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 do that on the internet, please. <laughs> QA is hard. It's much harder than you know people seem to think it is. So yeah. Steven, bring us home. Yeah, a friend of mine is working on a game. He's making a game. Uh-oh. And he needs Uh-oh. people to test it out. <laughs> people like you. Uh-oh. And it's free. Ooh. So if you go to himofthesands.weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-E, or I'm sorry, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. We'll put it in the show notes, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Or just do a Google search for him of the sands. Him like a church him? Him like a church him. So H-Y, well, yeah, whatever. H-Y-M-M. Thank you. Of the sands. So check it out. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but I will. I've been working, so I haven't had time. Is it a computer game? Yeah, it is a computer game. Okay. So you can play it on your computer. And uh, But yeah. It's a free game for you to try and okay. and, and play. Maybe it's good. Check maybe it it's not. Well, maybe we talk about it next week. <laughs> so, Hem of the Sands. Hem of the Sands. Okay. Cool. Short and sweet. <laughs> I like it. All right, y'all. Well, you can find me on Twitter, at Adam Arinder. You can find me at attackofthefanboy.com. You can now also find me on Twitch TV. My name is BayouBingle032. And who knows, maybe we'll make a Game or Express channel and we'll all stream things together and have fun. Yay. Rachel. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at use the Triforce. Yep. Renee. Nope. Steven. You can find me at Gameware. And you can also find me at Steve Gameware. But <laughs> physically at Gameware and on Twitter at Steve Gameware. That was confusing. You're so. gonna be in the store a little bit I'll more be, enough, aren't you? I'll be hanging out at Gameware store working. <laughs> Uh, like the good old days. So if you don't want to shout out at me on Twitter, you can shout out at me in real life and give me a high five and <laughs> buy a game or not buy a game. You can just hang out and we can talk like the good old days. So 
But yeah, and maybe I'll be streaming too, so people can watch me play Knack. And I don't know <laughs> do what Do better else. at it than I do. I don't know. I haven't gotten as far as you. Maybe it gets harder, but I haven't had any issues yet. So, All right, y'all. Thanks for sticking around. A little bit of a longer show tonight, but like yeah. I said, it was feature-packed and made up for last week's <laughs> short episode. But next week, uh, next week is Thanksgiving on Thursday, which is typically when we record. So we'll be recording a little earlier in the week uh, to accommodate for that, and it'll go up on the blackest of Friday. so we'll be back next week thanks for sticking around hope you'll have a great weekend enjoy your ps4s enjoy your xbox ones enjoy your mario enjoy your zelda your tearaway everything that comes out we'll see y'all next week video games